Good morning, afternoon, evening, however you happen to be catching this. Thank you and welcome to the Gaming Circle podcast. The, the, the podcast where we usually try to do some things, me and my brother Everborn Saga, but as you can probably see if you're watching this on video, my man is not with me today. Uh, family comes first, of course, and he had some family to, uh, uh, family business to take care of, so he's off for the week, but I am genuinely, genuinely excited to introduce the gaming community to a veteran gamer, veteran game developer that's been doing it in the game for 10 plus years in in so many different capacities and in so many different uh, uh, gaming studios that most of us who have who probably ha have not heard his name, but probably have heard his work. So I'm, I'm really excited to introduce you to a man who, who's who's I've been trying to get on on to do this for a while now, who also happens to be one of my oldest friends. I think I met him when I was 16 years old and I'm 40 now and he's older than me. So that tells you how long we've known each other. <laughs> Needless to say, my brother, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Mashano Loon, welcome to the show, sir. Hey, thanks for having me, man. I'm so excited to be here. And, uh, oh, the connection's a little bit choppy. You're, you're a little bit, a little bit choppy. Let me, let me see. Maybe I need to, let's tweak the audio a little bit. All right, we'll, we'll get it going while, while we're doing this. So, okay. So yes, thank you so much for joining me. Um, as I said, Everborn's not 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 in the pocket as as he usually is uh, uh, this week, but I, I figured this would be a perfect opportunity to introduce you to to the folks uh, around the internet. Uh, let them know who you are, what you are about, what you what you've been doing. You know, uh, I've been trying to get you to get online and and have conversations like this for for quite some time, but you know, developers' lives are busy, so it, it, I appreciate you uh, making some time to to get to get this conversation going. What I want to do is just do a little bit of explanation, a little bit of a background on you, you know, where you started, you know, all that stuff. And then we can we can dive into just a, a bit of background and we can dive into, you know, your perspective on what's going on in gaming these days. So, uh, sound good? Sounds great. Should I keep it on or do you think that... You know what? Maybe, maybe turn off the cam and just have the audio and that might give a bit of bandwidth freedom a bit. Let's, let's see if that'll do it. Is it uh, it's still a little bit. It's still a little bit, mm, a little choppy, but we'll we'll we're we're, we're, we'll work it out. No worries. You can turn your video back on. Yeah, we'll work it out. Uh, needless to say, so can you let let's get started with basically where you started in the gaming space. Like what what what, what was the first game you remember playing way back when? Like oh game, yeah, like something that 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 took over your life as far back as you remember. I think the first game that really took over my life was. NHL hockey, no, no EA hockey. I'm sorry, EA hockey on like the Sega Genesis. It was Mega Drive in Europe, and then uh, Sega Genesis in the, in North America. So that was the first okay. that I. How was, old were you, man? When was this? Like twelve or something? But okay. I mean, even before there were games that I was hooked on, like Mario. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all fuzzy. It's all this like. Fuzzy ball, colored balls of uh, video games. I don't really know the times. I, I, know, know, I, know, I know exactly how you feel, man. Like it, we've been through so much, you can't put a time and date to those. It's they become fuzzy memories. But I do recall. I know what you what you mean. Yes. Yeah, yes. but you know, I, I do remember being really young and going to the arcades and uh, with my little brother and my parents and seeing people play and being really intrigued by what. Of course, as a kid, I had I didn't really understand what it was, and then later I understood. Oh, they're playing like video games, and I got really into Mario and you know Sonic the Hedgehog and Commander Keen, you know, playing games mm -hmm. on PC. Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
this was what 80s sometime yeah somewhere like, 80s yeah yeah okay maybe early 90s like where in the world is carmen san diego mm-hmm. yep. whatever all sorts of okay what was the first game system you remember owning in your house i, I think it must have been the atari 2600 wow you go that far back wow okay think so and then for sure like one trillion percent for sure i Mm -hmm. one day my dad and i went out because he wanted to buy a pc and then out of nowhere we just they we just got a sega mega drive or sega genesis oh nice nice yes i remember those i really remember taking those and that really stands out as one of the highlights of my childhood like out of nowhere nowhere, you're technically a sega kid now, I was, you know, you know, there's, there's those de- de- those delineations, right? There's Nintendo kids yeah. and Sega kids. Which one? At the time, we were too young to even have that. We were just like, have, I, okay, I want to have it all, but our parents mm-hmm. will give us one. <laughs> so I have to choose like really smartly what I talk about most because that's the highest. Like, hopefully, okay. I will get that one. You know, I really wanted to have when uh, it's like the Nintendo sixty four. I think came out. I really wanted to have that in the GameCube, also. You know. Mm-hmm. And all these cool games is like oh man, I don't want to have. But then I would play it at friends' houses, and then of course everything changed when the PlayStation came out. Yep, and I think that's where you and I met, like yeah, in the middle of PS One. Yeah, yeah. Right? that's when you and I met. Yeah, yeah. So okay, Tony Hawk so, Four. Yeah. Now, now, it's, um, uh, just to skip ahead to that to that area, so folks know. Uh, so at the time I met you, you and your brother were big into into making music. You guys, uh, you oh, had a production yeah. studio. You guys were making music. This was the Netherlands for those who, who those who, uh, if we skip that, <laughs> this was in the Netherlands, Holland. For those who don't, don't may not be aware, uh, uh, there were there were musicians everywhere. They were they were making their own music. They were pre- uh, performing. I got like t-shirts and, and CDs still from those days. I still have that. Mr. Extra Fly himself. And yes. You were the you were the, the visual uh, piece of it. Yes, I I used to do a lot of production. I used to do a lot of graphic arts. I used to do a lot of making of things. I, I do recall. Yeah. Yes, yes, cool. yes. So, all right. And I remember when we when we first connected, we connected on Mortal Kombat. If you recall, we did. I can't. Yes, remember. we did. Oh yeah, I remember this like it was yesterday. Mortal Kombat, because because at that time, my mother. And this is when you first came to my house. <laughs> my mother had finally agreed. And I live with my my uh, my mother, my brother, and my cousin. And she finally agreed to get us a PlayStation One. And when she got us a PS One, it came with that demo disc that had a bunch of different like demos on it at the first time. And of course, broke house, right? You get that and you play it to death, like to death, right? And next to our house was this video game store. Not not a video game store. It was like a, a basically a rental spot. You know the the oh, yeah. the 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 uh, blockbuster of its day. And you could go and you could rent games, right? So, um, and of course, I'm gonna keep this very light and airy because you know this is all for educational purposes. Let's let's be clear. Yeah, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yes, at the time. Uh, old school K <laughs> used to used to grab some CDs that he could find at the video game store, right? Come home and somehow make duplicates of said video game thing and see if he could get to get it to work on his newly gone gotten PlayStation One. Of course, that never worked because you know the the company at the time was smarter than K, so the little uh, 15, 16 year old boy couldn't circumvent any kind of security things, except for. Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, so you'd put the demo disc in, and as soon as the PlayStation logo would come out, you'd see the little logo, and you'd switch it with the demo, the copy of Mortal Kombat, 
And that was the only game that would actually play after that. So if you recall, I don't know if you remember this, but there was like at some point at my mother's house, there used to be like 16 boys tournaments daily of only Damn. Mortal so Kombat because that's all we could get to work on that thing. <laughs> and I we played years. I do remember you being very passionate about making sure you had backup copies. Of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yes, and what point you had like everything. Mortal Kombat. Yes, that's how it started. That's how it started. And then, of course, it got more intricate and all of that. Yes. But we all used to like get me. That was our own personal arcade of its day. Right. We all used to get in a room, uh, boys, girls, and just go crazy for days on Mortal Kombat on, on MK Ultimate, if I recall, the, fir the first PlayStation version of it. I remember it like distinctly because we used to have crazy tournaments. For I mean, days. I remember, I remember, I remember that part. Like, I played mm -hmm. a lot of. Like, we yep. hung up, just played so much, and people would come. Random people would show up. Would show up, and we played some more. They were invited, or they would just show up and play, hang out. Mm -hmm. and, uh, <laughs> indeed, uh, indeed. So now, okay, so we were all, the, and that's that's we all we hung out. We we gamed a lot. We we played a whole bunch of different things at the time, right? But yeah. at that time, we weren't real gamers in per, per se, right? We were really focused on we were making music. We were always out and about, right? Um, if I recall, and, and and please skip me, stop me from jumping ahead. But if I recall, I left the Netherlands. Like I left in two thousand one. I came to the states, right? And you and I would still connect. And you at that time, you had renovated your studio. You were still making music. And yeah. I remember a call that you, like we spoke a, a while ago, and you were like, you know, when boys when 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 they're when they're not in the uh, when they're not busy recording or when they're not busy working in the studio, dudes is bored at the house. What do you think I should do? And I was like, get a get an Xbox, put it in the green room, if you will, get some controllers, get, let people have something to do while while the the real people are busy, so it keeps them from getting from from yeah. messing with the studio production, right? Yes, I remember we we spoke about that, and then like six months later, I remember another call where you were like, "Yo, bro, this might have been a bad idea. Nobody's getting anything done. All we're doing is playing like FIFA all day." <laughs> yeah. You remember this? This is like a I, long I, time ago. I had a whole room which had like really comfy seats and a big screen and just a bunch of games, and yes, that was like the set, the epic, like the hub of mm -hmm. creativity. All of a sudden, everybody wanted to just play. Of yeah. course, I I, rem I remember that. I remember you calling me, going, "Might not have been a good idea to put them consoles in there. Nobody's getting anything done, but wanting to play games. We're having tournaments in there. No one's even in the studio anymore." <laughs> Just one game. I forgot what it was. Some basketball game with back mm -hmm. in the days when Master P was still a big deal, and uh -huh. he was part of that game. It's uh, street hoops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that mm -hmm. was like a big game. Everybody wanted to play because it had I remember that yep. hip hop tracks in it, and you could customize stuff, and then. You just hear mm -hmm. master uh, <laughs> or something. I don't know. So well, now, now <laughs> forgive me if I'm if I'm mistaken. Correct me, but I think that's where your gaming journey started. Like I remember, like we we chatted one day, and you were like, "Yo, man, I just saw this this thing on online. EA is looking for game testers. What do you think?" And I'm like, "Shut up, dude. Go apply. Hurry up." Like this was a long. Uh, time. I remember this conversation, okay. the EA like, tester okay. thing. That's like, where it started, right? Yeah, 2007. Well, what happened was, I was, like you said, we were making music and everything was music. And the, the plan was to just make music. So we made music and released an album and were performing. And it was lots of fun. But mainly I was, you know, you were involved. And, uh, you know, of course, at one point you left. And my, my brother was a really big part of that. And at one point, my brother was like, hey, this basically, this is a lot of fun. But I have to start thinking long. Get serious. 
Yeah. Real career. And I was like, what do you mean real career? This is it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're gonna make music, right? We're gonna get rich and be like the next uh, Dr. Dre, and mm -hmm. uh, and he was like, uh, I really want to go back to school. So he decided, hey, I want to go back to school. He, he already loved music, so he wanted to study media and uh, entertainment and stuff like that. And so he he did that. And that's around that time that when we were talking, that I was thinking like, I cannot come up with anything that I would want to do. Well, I don't want to become an accountant. It sounds like horrible. <laughs> yeah. And you know what happened was an, another mutual friend of ours, Derek, he told me about yeah. this thing called Gears of War. So, you know, um, at the time I was dating this girl and she was super sweet. And she, out of nowhere, as a surprise, bought me an Xbox 360. Nice. And I was thinking about getting it already, period, you know, but mm -hmm. at the time, you know, we were, I was having some crappy jobs. So I was like saving up for it. And, and she just surprised me with it. And, and Derek was like, oh, man, you got to get Gears of War. And I had never heard of that. Gears of War it meant nothing to me. Mm -hmm. So he convinced me to, to, to get it. And in that time, we were also talking about it. And Gears of War, the one I bought, came with like the making of Gears of War. Oh, it came with like a documentary. Okay. Yeah, a little, like maybe 30 minute behind the scenes. That was the, my cool. first time seeing people make games. Making games, like, yeah, yeah. What the hell? You know, <laughs> so I'm saying like, oh no, the camera should be a bit more there and this should be, the gun should be like this or whatever they were talking mm -hmm, about. Mm -hmm. so around that time we had that talk. And I had sent an email to this one Dutch video game studio I could find in my city. I sent him an email and some guy named Mike replied, hey, I'm Mike. I'm a producer here. We're not hiring anybody, but you should think about being a tester. So that's when we had that talk. Like, hey, cool. Well, you got to find Mike and give him some props, man. That man yeah, put you on a path. You find Mike. Mike, you know yeah. he had a really big influence on my life. You, 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 need, to put, you need to find him and, and throw him some, bur some, some bucks or something. He really put you on a path. <laughs> 500 like, hey, here you go, bro. Hey, hey, here you go, bro. <laughs> so he was like, oh, yeah, just try testing. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, you know, we only we always play EA Sports games. So I was like, I literally yeah. did a certain tester ea mm. and then it said uh test whatever job site so I, I went on there i applied i got a message saying oh we're not hiring anybody now and then a few months later we were in contact again and they said like hey we're hiring hiring testers now at cool. the time i was working in uh one of the crappiest jobs of all time where my nickname was the copy king like I had a few buddies who worked there who called me the copy king because I spent about ninety percent of my day at a at a like a Xerox machine. Oh wow! Okay, so so they were clowning you. <laughs> and if you had to go to like the cafeteria, you had to pass the Xerox machine. So I was there all the time. So every time they went for coffee, hey, what's up, copy king? What are you doing, man? You doing? Oh, so you were like in hate. You you were ready to be out already I anyway. These dudes, mm -hmm. <laughs> basically, I strangled them. You know, okay. <laughs> they were always, like having fun. And because uh, it was like uh, at a at a university, and I had to prepare paperwork and help like okay. professors. Like, oh my god! And I remember sitting in, sitting there one day, saying, "God, I don't know what, I don't know how. Please, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> cannot be the story of my life. Yeah, yeah. Of course, the music thing okay. right because my brother was at, you know, still messing around, but nothing serious. Mm -hmm. And then that conversation with EA started again, and they were like, "Hey, would you have time to have a talk?" I took this as serious as maybe somebody would take, like, I don't know, getting married or something like huge, like totally prepared. Like, dude, I prepared yeah. for like a week for that call. I would be, hell yeah. I was like, this is my one shot, you know? 
Why why did why does the eight mile music start right now? I mean, <laughs> Just <laughs> triggers. Yeah, <laughs> really triggers. So um I had that call and mm-hmm. then uh, like two days later I was at that boring job and my phone rang, you know, and I saw this like plus thirty-four. I was like, what, what the hell? Oh wait, that's that's uh EA, you know, because they were in mm-hmm. Spain. Mm-hmm. So I answered it and it was this this was the call, super dry. Um Shadow, this is Andy. I just want to let you know we'd like to hire you for the tester position. I was like, Well, you wanna you know how I am, right? O- over the top. You wanna hire me? You serious about this? <laughs> yeah, yes, we are serious about hiring you. How does the first of June start? So you know when you first of June, I was start at electronic arts. Yes, the first of June would be your first day. Like this was the conversation. Like I was hype as hell, he couldn't care less. Yeah. And later I understood why he couldn't care less because Well, I, well hold up now. Don't don't blow don't blow past this. They hired you, and you needed to leave Netherlands, the country you've lived in your entire life, and move oh, yeah. where? Madrid. Madrid, Spain, where no one speaks a lick of English, and you yeah. speak no Spanish. Yeah, well, I, they didn't tell me that part. So mm-hmm. when I when I so they were in Madrid, I sold mm-hmm. all my stuff, sold my crappy car, sold a bunch of things, um, got a storage that I still have to this day. Okay. All my Dutch stuff, you know, like all the old video boxes of old video games, source and a whole bunch of whole bunch of music that we probably will never listen to again. A lot of <laughs> yeah, a lot of stuff with you on it too. Yeah. Like um, uh, yeah, I remember lots of mu- like mm-hmm. you know that rack with the sampler and all that stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, speakers, yep. computers, you know. And um, I, I just showed up, and I'm assuming I don't know why. Oh, everybody speaks English. I get to the airport. Mm-hmm. I walk out, I can remember this, like stepping out of the airport, like this is the start of something, you know, but I didn't know of what. I go to the guy and I'm, the, the cab, the taxi driver, I'm like, hey, uh, excuse me, could you, uh, I need to go to the, hey, you know, I've lost me, no, I'm playing glass, I'm like, do you speak English? I'm like, oh, oh, oh. Then I'm like, man, I ran into the one guy who doesn't speak English. Okay, mm-hmm. get to the hotel. Hey, how are you? I'm here to check in. Hola, what is the ass? I was like, okay. And I'm like, wow, they really love their language. Uh, let's do this in English. Uh, <laughs> we, we so were, nobody spoke any English at all. Bro, within, <laughs> within about five hours of being there, I was like, I was sitting in my hotel. I'm like, what mm-hmm. have I done? What have you, you know, done? Yeah, I yeah. With food at the Burger King, and, and I remember people kind of laughing because I was couldn't speak Spanish. And this is this is before iPhone. This is before smartphone translate. Oh, hey, there's none of that. You like out there. No apps, no nothing. <laughs> you know what they had? I don't know if you remember something called I think it was called Babblefish or something. Oh yeah, like, I remember Babble. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I think yeah who owned it. And that's how I was so I had to tell this lady like, hey, there's an issue with my lock in my mm-hmm. hotel room. I need you to take my luggage and put it in your safety rooms or secure mm-hmm. room so I can pick it up. And I need it to do this took three hours. <laughs> she barely got because the translation quality was so bad, right? Mm-hmm. So that was my now, start. now, now, for, for viewers of this of this of this program, this is going to become a bit of a of a of a pattern here. Right? You get a job, you move to country where you speak no of the language. That, that keeps <laughs> yeah, happening that several here. times. It happens like because I always, I've, I've obviously we've been friends for a long time. I've been paying attention. I'm like, where is he going to move now? It's got to be someplace where the language is completely foreign because that's the only way he will get the job for some reason. Yeah, it has to be some some crazy place, you know. Like, Mm -hmm. so yeah, continue. So, so you got to you got to EA, right? You 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 started getting around, and how how quickly did you kind of figure out this this gaming thing? 
Because this is you fresh off fresh. the boat. Fresh. In, into EA. Wow. Then what? I remember, you know, I was so ambitious. I was there an hour early. Mm -hmm. Oh, you yeah, know, of course. This you're either an door. hour early or you're an hour late. <laughs> yeah, an hour early or an hour late. Huge door, EA. And I really was, dude, it was like being in Hollywood or something, like backstage, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like movie. I get in there and some guy literally does this. I'll never forget it. All right. It was me and a bunch of punks on the couch, all newbies, and day one. All right. Chop, chop. Let's go. We're going to this room. I was like, who the hell's this guy? You know, we're there. And he's like, okay, so just to make it clear, everybody here is on a six-month temporary contract. Uh, we will not be extending any contracts. And, I, you know, you know me. I'm already like, yeah, you know, I actually don't uh -oh. have a plan B. You know, like mm -hmm. it's kind of a video game. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, so yeah. I'm not sure how I'm going to game the system here, but I need to figure something. Got to figure it out. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, I need to create so much value that they're like, ah, we'll keep you. So that's literally what I did. And yeah. how long did it take me to figure this thing out honestly the first like six months 12 months i was just some guy tester 3731 at a desk mm -hmm. and there was like a test lead who would tell you go into that program that it's called death track and there's a bunch of tasks and it says test the main menu do this literally step by step you had no no agency no thought follow. you just follow yeah yeah follow and along, that, yeah. yeah and at that time you're you, i was so isolated from communicating with anybody else that all I knew mm -hmm. was the testing of games. So I totally got into that. The only thing I did was pick up everybody's overtime. Mm -hmm. People, Madrid is a fun part, city, man. You can party like crazy. People are like, man, hey, Marchie, come on, man. Can you do my overtime? There's this party and this and that. I, so that's... Please, go for it. I'll stay yeah, and make the like, money. Yeah, go ahead. I'll be right here testing mm -hmm. your game. So my mm -hmm. manager at one point was like, hey, you know, we're going to extend your contract. I know you've asked about it 200 times, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, and that's when the ball started rolling. There you go. We started right. being like, hey, you know, this guy is really, you know, he started spending some extra time with me because he was Keeping like, up the hustle. <laughs> yeah, he's always there. You know, he, I, I was always there, and, and I started learning Spanish. There you go, yeah. You know, I had colleagues who uh, would invite me, like, to, uh, like, maybe a football game, and everybody's Spanish. Mm -hmm. Just me, and you got you got to learn. It. Remember, I I I went through something similar when I first went to Netherlands, right? Like oh yeah, first six months, I had to learn Dutch. Everyone speaks Dutch. People making fun of you, knowing you know they're making fun of you. You don't know what they're saying. You better learn. Right, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you just go along for the ride, and I'm just having right. entire evenings where I understand like nothing. People. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. slowly, I started developing my Spanish. So now, let's mm -hmm. get forward. Like two years in, I get promoted okay. to a kind of a lead tester role. And this is where the story takes, like, the what you asked. Like, when did you start kind of figuring out this in game industry thing? Mm -hmm, and get on this, uh, you know, you have to be smart in this industry. And when there's opportunities, you have to take them or create them. So mm -hmm. I got really lucky. I get on this project, Bulletstorm. Oh, yeah. I, oh, so, so real quick, what, anyone who happens to be watching this, this man is going to drop some stuff on you, and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I remember that. He has worked on a lot of the I remember that's, but no one ever seems to remember his name on, on the <laughs> So yeah, that's the first one, Bulletstorm, one of my favorite games. I still play that on Xbox to this it's day. It's still good. To continue. It's still it good. Have yes. Multiplayer mode. Yes, it should have had a multiplayer mode later on. Later on, like Gearbox added like Duke Nukem into it. Ridiculous, but still, it's yeah. a great fun game. Continue. But anyway, mm -hmm. I was actually not even supposed to be on that game. I was supposed to be on the Sims Pets. I was supposed okay. to do that. And I go to my manager. And they're like, 
and the guy that was going to uh, be the lead on that on Bulletstorm, and I said, hey, listen, man, I'm a huge epic fan. It's the, the reason why I'm even here. Can I please be the lead tester on this game? He's like, the other guy's like, I couldn't care less. And my manager's like, sure. I'm like, yeah. All right. <laughs> Day one. All right. Day one, this is how it works. A project manager is supposed to do a kickoff and tell everybody, this is the plan. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to test the game. Mm-hmm. We're, we're in the room, and he tells me, hey, Mashano, you, you, you tell them. I'm like, huh? tell them what? I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not you the don't, you don't know. You don't know what to tell them. <laughs> tell them. So I'm standing there. There's like 30, 40 people there. I'm like, yeah, guys, so this is the plan. Uh, we're going to focus on you know making sure this is completely bug-free, and we're going to be collaborating. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it till you make it. I'm like, what the hell, man? Aren't you the project manager? He literally tells me this. Gaming industry is crazy. Hey, listen, man. uh, Yeah, I'm trying to get fired, man. You know, so because I've been here for 12 years. When they fire me, they're gonna pay me. Okay. Oh wow. I'm not gonna do real anything. Okay, then. This dude was literally playing World of Warcraft at his desk, trying to get fired. So holy crap. So that's amazing. Yeah, no, dude, I got stories, man, crazy stories. And he, that dude got fired, and I remember mm-hmm. that he outright bought an Audi A5, a white one. Because he got fired? That yeah, was his success for getting paid, fired? He got, like, paid. He got know? paid, of course. And, yeah, wow. I remember that guy. I will, I will blast his name, but whatever. <laughs> no, no, no. Also, None not of that. A, not, also, not a particularly nice guy. So it, it, just, it wasn't mm-hmm. like, man, he's like, I'm trying you, to you didn't, you didn't lose anything, I guess. Yeah, you. He's, I'm trying to get fired. Good luck. That's That was his. Mm-hmm. So I go to this uh, to the producer, and uh, I know the producer well. He, this guy does not like being on calls with studios because mm-hmm. he speaks Spanish, and a, sp- a lot of Spanish people I'm they're like, oh, man, weird. I don't want to be on these calls with these American studios and this and that, and speak English for two hours." So mm-hmm. I'm like, "Hey, check it out! I have an idea." Yeah, you're the English speaker. That's right. Yeah, I speak English. Let me do those calls with the studio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I will like translate it to you in Spanish. At this time, my Spanish was pretty good already. Was getting there, okay. So this is year two, and you know, uh, you know, I have Spanish friends, no bunch of Spanish people. I speak with the security guards, the Spanish people there, and this producer also speaks Spanish to me. Okay, you know, so I go to him, and he's like, so "You're like a good translator now between the English and the Spanish people." Yeah, and he's like, "So let me get cool. it straight: you're going to be the lead tester, and you're going to be the project manager, and you're going to do all the calls." But at that time, I'm so used to overtime; it's nothing mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, you know, doing multiple jobs is just standard. And, and you're not getting the multiple paychecks. You're just doing the oh, multiple no, 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 jobs. No, yeah. My, my mm. pay my pay raise from being like a tester to lead tester was like, if I'm not I'm not exaggerating, maybe like a hundred bucks. Nice, like hundred bucks extra. <laughs> okay. We did yes. get twenty four free games a year. At the time, was was important. Anyway, mm-hmm. I get on. I become this project manager. I have this team, mm-hmm. and I get on this call. And on this first call, there's a guy called Roger Roger Collin. Okay for Epic Games, mm-hmm. and he's a producer. I had never spoken with a producer. I didn't know what a producer was. I had mm-hmm. one interaction with a producer. I had, I had asked the question like, hey, this text box is too small. Can it be made bigger? Because the Dutch word is really long. Mm-hmm. I got an email back that, that was this. <clears throat> no, full stop. That was forwarded to me by my manager, and I was like, no, why? full stop. Why, why simply full stop? That No, it's that's negative. it. Because just a producer doing like 300 million things, you know, it was like, can it be that? No, next. You know, like he had no clue who the hell I was, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, I get you, and I get you. So this, this Roger guy, he's the key part of this story. Without, without mm-hmm. Roger, I wouldn't be sitting here in Canada. Okay. 
you know, uh, spoiler alert, people speak English. Oh, yes, by the way, he's in Canada, but there's like four other countries that comes between that before he gets to Canada. Keep it moving, go ahead. Yeah, that's five. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, five, uh, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, languages, yeah. too. Like, what the hell? Like, geez. Anyway, this, 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 this guy, we start working together, and, and uh, after a while, somehow we end up on a call, just him and I, and some people were there, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, hey, uh, I asked, hey, you know, you're a producer. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get an idea of what you do, but how would you like summarize what you do? He's like, basically, you know, I'm the, the spider in the web. You know, I talk to everybody, make sure that basically the game gets made and that everybody has everything. And uh, he's kind of like, why would you be interested in ever moving into production or something like that? I don't know nice. what the conversation was, but yeah. he was basically the, the blueprint for me, you know, and he cool. was really generous with his time and would, you know, Give me little piece, pieces. Pieces. He became your mentor for for a time. Yeah, and and uh, probably like <laughs> unbeknownst to him, he became my mentor. You know, uh, he well, was I'm just, sure he knew what he was doing. He was grooming you for something better. Yeah, he was like sharing info, and uh, you know, he uh, he was just really generous with his time when I had questions. And uh, cool. Yeah. And I, I remember him being in the states and those calls being at for him seven in the morning, and me asking like, "Hey, do you want to do it later? Because we mm. we could do it later." He's like, "No, no, no." So big deal. I'll be there, you know. So uh, he kind of became that role role model. Okay. And at me. that time, you were still at EA, right? I was still EA. I was a lead tester. Okay. Completely underpaid, uh, yeah. and just working like crazy. You know, mm -hmm. I remember working forty one days straight without a break on Bulletstorm because Jeez. you had the you had the Xbox team, the testers, and they had the PlayStation mm -hmm. and um, yeah, because you have to test for each platform. Yeah. yeah. So everybody was doing overtime at least six days, but the Xbox team would come in on Saturday and then the PC PlayStation team on Sunday. But I was the lead, the, the manager, and I had to be there at security to say yes. And they had this weird system where you would be there, and then every tester would walk by, and then they would be like, "So and so, yeah, that's him. So and so, yeah, that's that girl." So, so like so, roll call, roll call every every day. Oh. That's weird. Because you know, okay. they had this super, super strict uh, system. Well, they, they, were, they were thinking people were going to skip? Well, actually, what they did was they had some people come in dressed like normal people that were part of EA security team. Mm -hmm. They got in and they took out a few bills out of the building. And, oh, wow. So some shady stuff. Okay. I get you. Yeah, and they you. did that okay. on purpose to show how weak the security there was. And since the that security moment, was. Okay. They got understood. Understood. Okay. Security. Yeah. So, yeah. so 41 days straight, you know. Mm -hmm. And you know, this is the gaming industry. When I walked into EA that month, EA fired a thousand people. Ooh, like that wow. month or the month. And after. this was during that time when they was they were consistently getting like the worst company to work for in America. Or something like for worst result ever. <laughs> I remember they they lost. I don't even know it was a billion or five hundred million dollars, but they lost an insane amount of money in one year, and they just started cutting mm -hmm. people. And all the people, every time a manager walked in, you'd see people like. Yeah, because you know the, the the next shoe is about to drop. Yeah, oh, and then man. they would go to some guy's desk. Hey, uh, Carl, do you have uh, do you have a second? Carl, this oh, is Carl. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So, you know, and then, <laughs> then the last time you saw Carl, and you just see Carl again. He's out. Like Carl's oh, out. Man. That I, sucks, I, man. I came in there and then like, hey, hey, by the way, where's Frank? Oh, mm. no, you didn't hear it. Yeah, Frank's gone. What? They fired Frank. He's been here for 12 years. Yeah, he's gone. Messed up, man. Okay. So, so how know, did you transition? Like, what, did you stay there? Did they can you? Yeah, so, or did you, like, transition to... Yeah, how did you get to the next step? 
So I uh, was there at EA, so now it's four and a half, four years or, or whatever. Okay. And one EA, four years. What, what, give me, throw some names out there, a couple games you may have worked on. Oh, yeah. Don't, so, don't let any NDAs hurt you. But you know. Yeah, this is, so this was, this was all testing stuff. So it was, mm-hmm. uh, was every, uh, like, if you go, if you, if you boot FIFA, to ta- FIFA 10 and go to mm-hmm. manager mode, mm-hmm. your standard name will be either Mr. De Graaf, which was my mm-hmm. colleague, Matthijs, or Mr. Loon, because <laughs> we changed Okay, because you changed it to make it your names. That was really sneaky. We were really not allowed to do that, but we were of also- Of like, just, just dropping some, some some gems in there. I was Every here. once in a while, still on Twitter, every once in a while, new things come out. Oh, if you press this button, you press that button, some names show up on the screen. People were doing that all day. Yeah, all day, so, all you day. know, we, we yeah. would, you know, you, we put our, uh, like, friend names in for, like, the reporter names for FIFA. So FIFA, cool. Need for Speed. I think Need for Speed. Was it? Need I'm for playing Speed, Need for Speed right now. We got, we got, we got uh, the remake. Oh damn, man! What the hell? Need yeah, you <laughs> right. I didn't even notice that. I was mm-hmm. just focused yeah. on you. <laughs> I'm just th- I'm throwing a little bit of media on there for people to that's, see. Yeah, that's sweet. Yeah, okay. yeah need, need for, I think it was Need for Speed to run, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, worked a bunch. Spent a lot of time working on Skate Two. Oh wow! Okay, that was see, a crazy project. So that there was a go. insane, uh-huh. insane, out of control. Project. This is all the testing side, you know. So this mm-hmm. is still not into, into the actual. Not meeting. even the dev dev part. Just the testing stuff. Okay. You're learning a bunch. So you know, as you become a project manager, you start getting emails that you normally don't receive. So you start learning. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is how they do. This is their roadmap. This is their plan. Yeah. This is our, yeah, these yeah, are the yeah. people involved. This is how mm-hmm. big the team is. The most infamous game I worked on there was NBA Elite Eleven. I remember that game. I played it on PC. NBA you know, Elite. NBA yeah. Elite Eleven. The infamous NBA Elite Eleven. Oh my god, this was just—I was like lead tester on it or whatever, and uh, and that game was a shit show. So is that your fault? That, well, yeah, no, it was, my, it was actually the studios. Uh, I'm just messing with you. Had they listened to us, actually, mm-hmm. they could have uh, saved themselves a lot of pain because I'm, I'm sure there are CDPR testers right now saying the same damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't say that I did. Forgive me. Continue. <laughs> I'm sure there are, but they got on their bus so often. I'm not sure they're still there. Uh-huh. So um, yeah, anyway, you know, they had this issue where, you know, when you have a, have a model in the game, it ha- some information has to be loaded, like the moves mm-hmm. and everything. And there was a bug where those uh, moves were not loaded and you saw the player just stand with his arms wide. He posed. Yeah. And, 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 um, we reported this bug like once or twice, and then the demo came out, and then Andrew Bynum was standing in the middle of the court with his arms wide. Dude, yep. The Black Jesus memes <laughs> started coming in the next day. And I, was, I, mean, I was getting them from inside of EA. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, oh, man, you can see this LOL you know, from other teams yeah. and stuff like that yeah. that had nothing to do with us. And then... Um, you know, it was possible to play the demo. I think it was probably it was also out on PC, probably. Mm-hmm. Then they, I remember playing it on PC. They they they, they canned oh. it, right? Yeah, they ended. Yeah, it. I remember playing the game. I remember playing that demo on PC, and it never actually got a full release. That's and when they, NBA started losing its steam at EA. I remember. Yeah, that. and then NBA Two K was like, mm-hmm. they were like, okay, it's time to clean up. <laughs> Indeed. Basically, yeah. like they, were, I mean, they were already doing great, but they were really like. Mm-hmm. They saw the blood in the water and started passing. Yeah, they like, yeah that's our ball now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is our Indeed. game. Now. So, you know, but with titles like that, Godfather 2, yeah. and I don't know if you remember the game Spore. Of course I remember Spore. Yeah. Where you could, like, go from an amoeba to, yeah, like, yeah, basically, yeah. from an amoeba to basically ruling the star systems if you want. Yeah, yeah, Great yeah. game. Yeah. Amazing game. 
and, yeah. and that was cool because when I was there, obviously I saw things that weren't released to the public, like all these crazy modes, and then they end up cutting. The, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so cool. but anyway, the, the transition. One day I'm at, at the office, and mm -hmm. I had this manager. And we had like a little bit of a unique relationship. I, I like this guy. We both like basketball, but mm -hmm. you know. Oh, oh, up. hold up! What's up, my, my man? Everborn Saga decided to to join me in the chat. So oh, I've been yeah. trying to get y'all two connected for a minute. And the minute he is not able to be on the show is the day we get you on. He's oh, <laughs> he like, son of a. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Y'all two are devs, so y'all have some connection there. You can, you can, you can chat about. He has, he's like, working on an independent pain, game as well. You know? That's right. You share each other's pain. So, yeah. what's up, Everborn? We, we, we look forward to having you back next week and, and we'll hopefully reconnect with this, with this brother and y'all can connect. So, can't wait yes, continue. I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, so you were saying we kind of had a testy relationship. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, the way video games work, especially at that time, like 2008, 2009, let's be real, it was a shit show. All these stories. Like wild, that wild West. Yeah. Wild, wild West. All these stories that you heard uh, that you were like, are these true? Did people really work like uh, that many? Oh, yeah, it was really true. Like mm -hmm. People hadn't seen that partner in forever, you know. Like, you know, There was this famous EA, EA's wife or EA's engineer's wife, this EA engineer's wife who wrote like this anonymous blog about mm -hmm. the circumstances. It was really like that, you know? So it was a little testy because uh, as a now lead tester or project manager, I tried to kind of protect the team sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes that you know, those conversations maybe didn't go very, very well. Anyway, other than that, we were cool. We used to play basketball. One day this guy comes to my desk. He's like, you got a second? I'm like, I got all day, basically. I didn't say that. But I was basically thinking that, you know, because mm -hmm. I was living there. He's like, we're going in the elevator. I'm like, why are we going to the elevator? This guy's desk is at the other side of the building. I don't get it. Go into the elevator. We go into this, like, manager room. And there's somebody from HR there. And I'm really confused. And I was like, oh, this is about all the overtime stuff we were talking about. And we want to reduce it. How cool that this guy has gotten somebody from HR here so we can mm -hmm. talk about how are we going to deal with all this overtime? Check this out. Roshano. This is going to be your last day at Electronic Arts. I'm like, what? Oh man! <laughs> Damn. Okay. I, I wanted less overtime, but not like not like all the way down. Not much less overtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. I mean, it's funny now, but when you're like young, and oh new, yeah, it's oh, shock. Yeah. Devastating. Devastating. Now all these things are funny, funny well, memories. Now it's funny now because thanks yes. a lot. Without him, I'd still be testing games. You know, no disrespect. I hear you. I love yeah. video game testing. Well, it, it's where you start, you know, but you got to keep it moving at some point. Yeah, I, I wanted to keep it. I wanted, I was, I was really passionate and I was still thinking about all the stuff Roger taught me. And I was like, this production stuff seems interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. And we had just wrapped up uh, another hell project with Need for Speed to Run. You know, I got some mm. stories about that too. I, and I played that as well. Yes, I played yeah. a lot of your games, man. Yeah, you never... Anyway, NDAs. Yeah. Continue. Anyway, <laughs> so this is how this works. Four and a half years, four years, didn't call in a sick one time. Mm -hmm. I came to that office with a fever because my lead said, we can't afford to miss you. And I was, I remember sitting on a, on a chair with a colleague of mine, doing the, the checking of the bugs and me saying it's fixed no no that's still a bug because i was too messed up to type dude to, to, to see oh man and also nobody wanted to really be around because obviously i was a mess anyway do pay like, yeah okay you know, on the Wii, i remember that mm -hmm. not sick one day always there working overtime till did like they tell you why they can't you Oh, they had to make uh they had to uh make it was it's just it was just financial situation yeah, i think yeah, they had to cut it is. 100 people at that uh, in mm -hmm. Europe or something. And it was just, 
then it just becomes about the draw. Ship with your lead and no, I get you. you know, okay, and so, so this is how it works. They literally took my coat and walked me out. They won't let you stay. Yeah, four years doesn't matter. And I even uh, went back because I had to sign something. And the head of their security was like telling me, "Hey, man, I was really not. I really think that's not okay, man. You, you're basically like family here." But uh, but that's that's the what's it called? The policy there. Business, have. man. It's business, yeah. I'm standing outside. Imagine this: 35 degrees in the middle of Madrid, four and a half years. I don't know anybody other than people at EA in the industry. I don't know anybody. And and, and they tossed you. And they tossed me. And I'm just standing there. It's like, business, I, like, yeah. They was called my mom. Can you imagine that, mom? I just got. I, they just fired me. She was like, "What?" And I went home, and luckily, mm. when I was promoted to lead tester, the guy that left went to a company. Uh, and that company didn't work out. It was a video game studio. But the guy that was his manager, the founder of that studio, they were still in contact. And he was saying, like, hey, I'm looking for somebody uh, for production because he moved to Ubisoft. Then that mm -hmm. guy that I used to work with, whose job I ultimately took over because he mm -hmm. left, he said, oh, you should talk to uh, Marciano. I think he could do a uh, very close-knit community. A, nice. He could be a, maybe a good guy. So this guy mm -hmm. calls me out of nowhere. So, so you so you've been you've been let go. I'm let you go. Went back home. You're sad. You're at the house. You're packing your stuff. You're still in Madrid, but you're about to, you're about to make your way back to the Netherlands. Well, I, I, you I, uh, call? I packed my stuff. I moved back to Holland. Oh, so you did move? Okay. So I was there for like I I was like in that transition phase. I don't know where I get a call. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, this is Frank. Uh, have you ever considered? Uh, emailed me or called me? I, I can't remember. We definitely talked. Have you ever considered going into production and, and working at Ubisoft? Nice. Like, I have. I have. <laughs> every day when I wake up, and then it's all gone, right? <laughs> yeah, every day, and then there's nothing when I wake up, you know? That's so, right. We start talking. He's a super nice guy. He's with Riot now in Los Angeles. Nice. Uh, we're still in touch. Really, really, really great guy. Learned a bunch of stuff from him. And mm -hmm. that's how the, the, you know, the all the, the Ubisoft connections. countries and different languages and all this stuff really so, started. Okay. Production. So if we go if we go full detail, we'll we'll be here for three hours. Yeah. Let's let's get a high overview. So really, so it high went level. from it went from Holland, where you were born and raised. Yeah, got a job EA tester in Madrid, Spain. Yeah, worked there for four years, got canned. Luck of the draw, went to Ubisoft. Where? So this was in Germany. Germany, where you spoke no German. I, yeah, my German was was really bad. And, and yeah, I mean Dutch is close to German, German, but still a little bit, but. I, I, I yeah. wasn't How long did you stay at Ubisoft for? So that was like, let's say that was about a year. It was like a year and a half, or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was something like that. A year and a half project. Okay. Then and, I, and rough, rough, rough games that you touched that maybe people might know. So this was like a, this was like a classic game nobody will ever hear of. So when you think of Ubisoft, you think like oh, the new Assassin's Creed. Mm -hmm. But they, they throw so much to the wall. They, yeah, they tried so much stuff, uh, yeah. and I was on try so much stuff. This game. Where, where called, were you? What, what it was, was called it? Um, Panzer General. Panzer uh, General. It was like Hearthstone. Panzer General Online. It was Hearthstone, basically. Uh -huh. Tanks, like actual tanks that would appear, shoot. So basically, a card game, but with with the visualizations when you when you pull the yeah. card out. Okay, so it's cool. like seeing like characters or just mm -hmm. cards. You would see the card and a tank. Okay, and, and, and they, they never shipped it. They soft launched it, and then just at one point decided to kill it. Okay. That's what they do. Okay. You know, they try stuff, yeah. and then you just have a conversation, and it's like, hey, 
know, and they still went on a little bit, but luckily I still had a relationship with Epic. And mm -hmm. at the time, um, I so, wasn't- For those was, counting, it's been, for those counting, it's been uh, 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 Ubisoft, EA, and now we're going to Epic, continue. So check this out. I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm in Tokyo, Japan, okay. actually mm -hmm. in Tokyo, Japan, because I was at the G-Star in Korea with uh, Ubisoft. Mm -hmm. One of the really perks of having that job, mm -hmm. travel. And then I was talking to Epic and um, the deal was that they were looking for some, some temporary support on this new, and let me quote them, little game we're working on called Fortnite. <laughs> so there you and go, it, okay. It's gonna be the best free to play single player experience ever. <laughs> best single player experience ever. Ever, okay, yeah. Single player. Yeah. Now this was after because you didn't drop uh, judgment, didn't you work on judgment as well? No, no, no. Somewhere no. In the, along no, the line, you think no, no, no. There's a connection there because mm. you can fly, which became Epic Games Poland. Epic Games they Poland, yeah, yeah. Years of War Judgment, and I. Ah, okay. And that's where they were working on Fortnite, also. Okay, so you kind of double dipped a little bit so because you happened to be there. Those guys, those guys there that I was working with, made it. You know, and uh, yeah, okay. so that's where the whole Gears of War story comes full circle. I show up there in Poland. Mm -hmm. In the Poland, winter. that's another one. There you go. Keep it going. Yes, another country where no one speaks English and everyone speaks their own language. When you show up, they say "Dzień dobry," I think for "thank you." Or <laughs> I hope it is "thank you." I don't know, but uh, anyway, or you just swore and insulted some people. Let's keep it maybe, moving. Maybe yeah, insulted someone. <laughs> yeah. So Continue, I, I, yeah. I show up there, you know, and then um, they have this game, but also they sometimes play like multiplayer mode, you know. And people really like this multiplayer mode. And I start to, mm -hmm. I think people in the whole company like the multiplayer mode and the single player mode. And I think that's where the whole, okay, let's go. You know, when I was there, they were having those conversations like PUBG, Battle Royale. Hey, is there a connection here? You know, and then mm -hmm. I got to work with Roger again, you know. Okay, okay. Yeah, because he had, he'd, he'd, he'd moved to, to Epic at that time. Yeah, because he, no, he was still at Epic. He was still, he was still at Epic and uh, they did okay, okay, okay. Bulletstorm. And they did Bulletstorm. With that, people can fly studio. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. how they ended up buying. And, and for those for those paying attention, that's where you get Outriders, and that's why it plays a lot like Gears of War. Continue. And another yes. little nugget is that Bulletstorm One had a multiplayer mode. Because mm. I asked I, when I got there, I was like, "Hey, you guys should have made a multiplayer mode." Yeah, we had a multiplayer mode, but we just couldn't make it with the schedule. Ah, uh, so it was just something they took out. Um, and then I was the like, "Are you guys gonna do Bulletstorm 2? And we were like, <laughs> they should have. They we, really should have. Want, we really want to make yeah, Bulletstorm yeah. too. So two little nuggets is that when I got there, Epic said, there's going to be a call at 12. Everybody be on it. So I'm on mm -hmm. it. And they say, we just sold all our Gears of War IP to Microsoft. To Microsoft. Oh, my God. So that was the day you got there. That was like the month <laughs> I got there. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. I wanted That's to be amazing. there to work on Gears of War. Okay. And, and then they sold, they sold it all. I was not care about Fortnite at all. I was like, yeah, whatever. Of course. Fortnite was amazing. Not I was like, oh, I get to work on Gears of War. It's going to come full circle, baby. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And, then, and then you show up and they're like, they sold it all to Microsoft. Let's yeah, they said they, they sold it. They also said, and I also heard that, you know, they were not going to do Bulletstorm 2. And I was like, oh my God, what are they going to work on, you know? And they went all in on Fortnite. They said, we sold it so that we have enough money to pay all the salaries and we can make the best Fortnite possible. We really believe this is it. And I was like, 
You're gonna do Fortnite over Gears of War? Mm. Come on, man. <laughs> hindsight, oh boy. Yeah, hindsight. I was like, the day, the day and, Fortnite, and that's not to that's not to disrespect uh, Gears because where Microsoft is taking it, in my opinion, is very good. Like the games oh, yeah. are oh, awesome, yeah. but Fortnite it is not. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not Fortnite. But for yeah. us, like pure gamers, Gears is amazing. Like it you still is like, amazing. The last yes. years, you know, we you, 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 you like made me mm-hmm. play. It. I was mm-hmm. like, man, this looks. It's it's, it's astonishing where it came from to where it is now. Yeah, they have done yeah, so the much. First with years it. looks like nothing. Like, like yeah, the first anyway. game was mud. You know, the the color palette was mud basically, and now it's just this amazing. You uh, know, yeah, it was just, like literally they had gray, black, red. Mm-hmm. Those were the two options <laughs> they had. Like, hey, what are we doing? This is gray, black. Indeed, red. indeed. Yeah. Anyway, so you show up, they get rid of gears, and you stay there and work on. Fortnite. Work on Fortnite. How long did you work on Fortnite? So, so, so now I was an associate producer. Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's what I was. I started as kind of like a project coordinator at Ubisoft, and I became like an associate producer deal. Uh, and this was a this was a, this was a really unique situation. It's kind of a gaming is crazy. But when I did the interview, I was doing this interview with um, Carolina, the producer there. So we're having an interview like we're sitting right. So I see you, you see me. Yeah. I fly to Poland. And I see this in the, this is, I see this person on crutches and I'm like, oh, maybe they broke their leg, whatever. And as this person comes closer, I, I see That's that right. their leg is amputated. So I'm like, huh? So, so it's whole time you were talking to her, she was amputated. You just didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. So she sits down and she's like, hey, I didn't want to tell you over, mm-hmm. uh, I think we used Skype at the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I not tell you over Skype. But you know, I, I got really sick and they had to amputate my leg. I think we all know that mm. she was really sick. And so she had to be out of the studio. And that's mm. where I come in. You know, so I come in as a associate, but I've really become the producer there. Yeah, you because, know, like because she had to step producer. away, understood. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm I'm there and I'm I'm producing. But at one point she comes back and it's a bit of an awkward situation because I was supposed to be just helping, but I've kind of taken over. I'm the producer. Yeah. So then I had to go back to like Taking notes and doing small tasks and that, that that didn't really work and it's all good. The, the, what, the, what game were you working on? So this was all Fortnite. This was all for Fortnite at the all time. Fortnite. Okay. So uh, there were a okay. bunch of people in that studio and I was the only producer. Okay. You know. So how so long that, did you? How long were you the only producer for for this? Oh, this was just for the period that she was out. She had to be out okay. for like two, three months. Okay. Okay. And cool, I was supposed cool. to stay as her. So, so they basically dropped you in the deep end for a couple months. Doing oh, yeah. the the the, the oh, game that will, will go on to become the multi million billion dollar selling game. Yeah, and and I actually fixed some things there because they were giving the, the the teammates a lot of work and they kept missing deadlines. And and I remember having conversations with Epic headquarter being like, "Hey, this is like another missed delivery that like you guys said you're gonna do this for deadlines." Yeah, and it's because of your know, Polish culture is like, I tell you what to do and you never say no. So they never, the, the team members never said, I can't do all that work. They were just like, yeah, yeah, I can do it. But they couldn't, you know, and that's where I, like, I'm Dutch. I'm very realistic. Like, uh, I don't think they can do it. Mm-hmm. So maybe we should it's give them not less within work. the timelines. That, that, yeah, that, maybe we should give them the yeah. work they can actually do. And they were like, they, mm-hmm. these Polish dudes would be like, oh, thanks a lot, man. Thanks. Because <laughs> they just would never say <laughs> well, like you're that. You're saving them, saving their butt. Okay. Yeah, like, I mean, I mean, I could not do that work, bro. You know, mm-hmm. so anyway, that didn't really work okay. out. Okay. So Epic, Fortnite, and how long did you stay at Epic in general? 
Oh no, no, this was this. I was supposed to stay there for the entirety of Fortnite, but be, when the producer came back, I remember came back and made it too. awkward. Yeah, yeah, she was like, "Hey, Marshy, do you mind taking some notes?" And I was like, huh? <laughs> uh, "I kind of ran the whole show." Uh-huh. Uh huh. So it was a, it was a little bit awkward, and we actually acknowledged like this is a little awkward, you know. Mm-hmm, Maybe mm-hmm. this is not the best setup. Mm-hmm. And and you know if I if I have to if I think about it, it would have really held me back big time. To sit there, yeah, take notes. I just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like since, since you already got the role, you want to keep that role. You yeah, don't I want to be the producer, but right. I also didn't want to be like, yeah, I want your job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, so I'm there for like that period that she was out, and luckily, you know, I was I was back I was went back to Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a pattern here. I live somewhere. Oh. I go back to the place. I I go to her place. Yeah. So then I end up at Mini Clip. I don't know. Mini Clip. I love. Bro, Miniclip okay, brought us know, the greatest game on earth, Plants vs. Zombies, which EA completely ruined. It's neither here nor there. But Plants vs. Zombies was Miniclip. Nobody will take that ever away from them. And that game also was like multi-billion dollar selling for a time Ultimately, before yeah. EA, EA ran it out. But still, yes. I Oh, hell yeah, I know Miniclip. They were Flash game only for a while. They were great. Yeah, they, yeah they started with only Flash games. Only Flash games, yes. Uh, the Plants vs. Zombies was the first Flash game that was really yeah, big. Even, uh, Candy Crush Saga was on there, I think, at one point. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Anyway, a bunch of games that became really big were Flash games first. On, mm-hmm, of uh, course, yeah. But at the time that I joined Miniclip, they were a mobile studio already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they have this game called 8-Ball Eight Eight Pool. Okay. They have, so they have these games where you... And this this was your transition towards more mobile game, mobile yeah, development. This, this was my transition to mobile development. So I, mm-hmm. so I, I moved to Portugal... So now, I again, see. that is that is Holland, Holland, to, Germany, Poland. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. Holland, Holland, Madrid, Madrid, Germany, Poland, and Portugal. Portugal. So, so I, I go there. okay, and each of them have their own languages. You don't understand when you first get there. <laughs> so, so, I, so. I just want people to understand the pattern here. But continue. All right. So I get there, and of course, I'm like, I speak Spanish. Uh huh. Let's see how this goes. I get there. I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. They speak Portuguese, not Spanish. (laughs) Totally different. I'm like, oh, my God, no. Yeah, here we go again. (laughs) From scratch again. This sucks. And and those languages are so similar that it makes it even harder because you're constantly like, is that the same? But that means something different. And this is uh, like, anyway, I learned Portuguese in the end. And then that was Mm -hmm. my first real producer job. I got to put together my own team. I got to make a game from scratch. You know, I got to. What was the game you made? Uh, uh, Hockey Stars. So they 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 make games, mobile games that are competitive. You really meet up with somebody in the like a real player, and you bet a certain amount of coins, and the winner mm-hmm. takes the pot. It's you it's know? it's basically it's basically kind of like uh, what do you call it? Pokemon, but with other yeah. kind of. You meet somewhere, you battle. Whoever wins wins. That kind of idea. Yeah, and then this okay. is with like traditional sports, so they have it with mm-hmm. like pool. Uh, in, in, in pool, yeah. they have it with same formula, different kind of sports that yeah, fits they have into with soccer, formula. and then I had to do the hockey one. But each one has to okay. be a little bit different, right? It's yeah, of course, unique of course. about it. So um, that was really cool. Did that project, and, uh, and there's another pattern with like unique manager relationships. So I had a really unique manager relationship there, mm-hmm. where this is me day one. I made some of my best friends still to today at that company. It's a bunch of crazy dudes. This is me in the first meeting. 
being all serious on my first day, like, okay, yeah, I can't wait to be a serious producer. And then there's this one guy, Sam, and out of nowhere, he's like, hey, Marchie, what do you think of these guns? And I'm like, <laughs> what? And everybody starts uh -huh. laughing, except the manager. Oh, boy. So these guys already have this, like, mm -hmm. we like to mess around thing going on. So these dudes, you know, Samuel, Joao, yeah, we become really close friends. We have lunch every day, laughing all the time. Crazy guys, you know, but really good producers. But that 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 lead producer is like super serious dude. He's like all about business, mm. super serious. Like so total it, it becomes a problem. <laughs> it's, wrong. it's an unspoken problem, you know, because mm -hmm. everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. But he's still thinking like, I wish my team acted normal. Mm -hmm. So I was one of those guys. And at one point he's like, hey man, I need you to be a producer on this new game. I'm like, yeah, sure. What is it? It's called Jelly Mania. I'm like, sure. You know, like okay. whatever. What is it? <laughs> oh, it's a match uh -huh. game, like Candy Crush. Uh, you'll meet with their with their whatever lead tomorrow. So we, we published their game. He didn't tell me really that this these dudes are in China or he only kind of mentioned it and that they would leave my 11 a.m. So I'm at my oh, office. Awesome. 11 he basically set you up for failure, kind of. So I have the entire day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what am I? Wait. And my manager is also sitting behind me with another, like the head of studio. So I can't just be like watching YouTube videos and watching Michael Jordan dunks. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, these dudes, first of all, the Chinese dudes, I could barely communicate with them. Their English was like baby level. Mm -hmm. One time I told them, do you guys think it's possible to do this feature in this sprint, meaning in the next two weeks? For some reason, these dudes understood something different. I come to work the next day and I have a message at like their middle of the night that says, hey, Marciano, you know, we tried to go as far as we could, but I sent everybody home. And I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? They had these people working there until like three in the morning because he misunderstood he oh, so, so you so you accidentally thing. you accidentally got them to crunch because you yeah. just said the wrong words. <laughs> I was like, no, no, Who's like sleeping at the office and stuff like that because of miscommunication? Oh, that's terrible. That's terrible. I felt horrible, man. <laughs> anyway, to make a long story short, this uh -huh. the way they worked was like they would look at Candy Crush and wait for whatever Candy Crush released and then put it in the game. So I had a non-existent role. I came up with all this design stuff. You should do this. You should try that. They were like, yeah, we want to wait for Candy Crush. Okay. Interesting. That was like the big $1 billion. That's the big dog. Yeah, that's the big dog. $1 billion. $1 billion. Okay. okay. So I'm talking to a friend of mine in Sweden, a buddy, and I'm like, hey, man, they got me on this match three game, and all they do is copy Candy Crush. And this is where the Candy Crush story starts. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. talking about Candy Crush, they're looking for a producer. I'm like, well... I have. I don't have. The I'm making fakey Candy Crush. Might as well go make real Candy Crush, right? <laughs> making a fake okay. Candy Crush over here. Might as well work on the big thing. But mm -hmm. I go on LinkedIn and I see that there's a producer role, and you know, you can see the applicants. It says 101 applicants. So I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, you want me to apply for a role where I have less than one percent? This sucks. He's like, mm -hmm. Just give me your CV. He he sends me a message. Change this and change that and get, get it to me. Funny story mm -hmm. is that I had reached out to the recruiter of Candy Crush, and that dude like ignored me. You know, I wrote him like, "Hey man, I'd love to work on Candy." <laughs> guy mm -hmm. never got back to me. That is the guy that my friend sent my CV to. 
So this same guy see you again. <laughs> emails me. He's yeah. like, hey, Marshano, it's so great to meet you. Heard so much good stuff about Yeah, welcome to the games industry. Mm. I understand this guy's super busy, whatever. And we start talking, and I end up moving from, from Lisbon. I, they actually, actually, I got a text from a friend saying, like, whoa, it looks like you're going to be working for Activision. I'm like, what? Activision? No, no, I, I applied for King. He said, I checked the news. Activision King, bought King Yes, Activision about eight million dollars. Yeah, that yeah. Day, the day that I was announced on Kotaku was the day mm-hmm. I got my offer. Interesting. So they hire you, and then also get sold <laughs> to Activision. That's some crazy, crazy madness, man. Everything will stay the same. They said. I mean, we could do a podcast just on the billion dollar business of Candy Crush and mm. all the crazy stuff that goes mm. on goes on over there. Uh, anyway, I join. I moved to Stockholm, Sweden. Okay, so that's. Six countries now. Continue. They speak Swedish. Also with a different language. They speak okay. Swedish. I did speak. Uh huh. Now, a quick side note: since you've done all that, now you live in Canada. Now, do you still speak all those other languages? Oh yeah, I still, my, my Spanish is still good. Portuguese Your Spanish is good. Is Portuguese is good. Portuguese. German is good. Polish. Polish is nothing. Uh, <laughs> Damn, man! Like, wow! I, I always pride myself on being the language man, but you, 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 oh, you're also good. Yeah, me, like, you make me look foolish. Like, get out of here with all that. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> I, cool. I, it's, it's so different when you live somewhere like four years or two. You years. have no choice. You got to do it. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you want, and I, I, you know, we both love other cultures, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think you can only deep dive if you, if you like, at least try to learn the language. Yeah. Make them friends and 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 do some of the stuff that they do, as opposed to just oh, these are ten tourist things to do in mm-hmm. whatever. So okay, so you got got a chance to be an executive uh, associate producer at uh, at no, uh, King. So this was like a real like full on full, full straight. Okay, okay, okay. I, I walk in there and it's imagine walking into like I don't know some military base. It was like a military operation. Wow. So this is like game game development at. Um, on mobile, at least at the highest financial level. Well, yeah, it pulls in so much dough. What do you expect? Yeah. And now that you got, now you got the Activision element. So it yeah, went. And, and they're they are all about that money. They're, they're all about, all about that money. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Why are you gonna pay us back the seven billion we we, we gave you? Basically, because you know they said we buying King for the whole portfolio. If you were mm-hmm. there, you knew. No, they're buying King for Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> That's it. They don't care. I mean, I'm sure they care. About the little other money, but they're like, "Yeah, give us money." Indeed. You know, I, I could tell you some stories, but I'd be breaking my NDA about some stuff. But whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm there, and I get put on like the biggest team they have there that make the levels and do all their live ops, their live events, mm-hmm. and some other teams are also doing live events. But my team was doing live events too, and it was so interesting. Our day would start in the morning with all the producers and the executive producers saying, "We are, we have to make, I don't know, let's say two hundred million dollars this quarter." We made so, this much so far, and the projection is that we will make this much, which puts us minus four point twenty one percent under mm-hmm, budget. Mm-hmm, so yeah. because of that, what are we gonna do about that? So it was very, yeah, very analytical. Who, who's analytical. not gonna eat lunch today so we can make up the point percent? Like, what's good? <laughs> That's crazy. That <laughs> bad. Well, just taught me that. There is a place for that if you want to run a business like where you have to know exactly what's going on. And that was very different at Miniclip. It was just like, we're making games. Oh, mm. this one did well. This one didn't do so well. This one made 100000 This one sucked. They you were know? just kind of experimenting, going yeah, with it. Of course, they others are like, 
they wanted to make formulaic. But yeah. being at, 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 at sorry at King, it was like business, mm. business. Well, yeah, I mean, but of course, it is business. King. This is King. Come on now. Yeah, yeah they print money at this point. So yeah. So so, so so you know, not to dive too deep into it, but you know, I was mm. responsible for making sure that new levels got made, and we had really good designers and artists, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, but that was kind of where I learned a lot about like how to really lead the teams. They had a they had, they even had coaches for us. For us producers, we had coaches that they would teach us to, how to, to lead teach you people. how to talk to, to talk to people and lead how teams to, and whatnot. So I, I was already good at, at motivating teams. Cool, but but they are on a totally different level, you know. And mm -hmm. talented people there, and so that was a really interesting, mm. really really interesting place to work, and um, got to do really cool things you, there. And I, that was in Portugal, right? No, this was in Stockholm. Oh, in, Stock in Stockholm, Sweden. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Stockholm, Sweden. So what transitioned you from Stockholm to Canada. Yeah, Canada. <laughs> <laughs> so the one the one minute stories. I'm in I'm in um, Stockholm. Did a bunch of crazy stuff. Launched level mm -hmm. two thousand. That was the biggest feature of uh, the year for for King on Apple, and did a bunch of crazy stuff. And then stayed with the company because they were like, we need to do something for like our VIP players. And I was doing a bunch of stuff for VIP VIP players on Candy. So okay. like like what they also call the whales, like the crazy amount. Oh yeah, yeah. They call them whales. That that's that's basically Vegas vernacular. The, the ones who have the deep pockets. Yeah, like the, the high, like high rollers. Uh -huh, so they, yeah. they were building like this program out in um, in Barcelona and Stockholm. Beautiful city, beautiful to visit, to live. The culture is very different. Like they kind of have this thing. Like if we didn't grow up together, why would I talk to you? Mm. And that's not just they're, they're mean. They're, they're they're just have a very. This is the way culture. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The very oh, close right. net. I'm very, okay. I'm very social, so that was really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't really work for me. Also, it was minus twenty. So <laughs> I used to go to Barcelona for work every now and then, and I was like, mm -hmm. "Damn, man, I'd love to live live here." And this is how the ball got rolling. Where I knew a manager there, and you know, I end up in Barcelona, beautiful city, mm -hmm. moving on Independence Day, 2017. I remember it. It's like freedom, baby. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Candy and, and, and was in Barcelona. And from there on, I uh, stayed with King, worked on the VIP stuff, uh, started my own consulting business, worked with a, with a studio. And then how the Canada story was, a recruiter. Yeah, I got you doing it, don't I? Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. Oh, I said it. Damn it. I've never said Canadian before, but I've said it three times already. I got you doing it. Go ahead. Then, then I got invited to, to Montreal by Gameloft, and I spent some time there. Love they Game had, Loft, they had yeah. That ended up not working out, whatever. But this mm. was my first taste of Canada, you know? Mm. And then... And Gameloft was like the big dog in the beginning of iOS. They were the big dog. Oh, yeah. They, they, they were, were copying really everything. They made the first, like, real good uh, Halo clone on, on mobile. Like, it was really They're good. The clone yeah. masters, dude. Yeah. For every big franchise, they have like a clone. They have a clone version. They had the Call of Duty clone that was big Hello, for a time too. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, totally, totally. Anyway, yeah. so uh, I'm I'm uh, talking to a recruiter friend. I'm like, man, I was in Canada. I want to go to Canada. And he's like, hey, there's this other company on the West Coast, and they're looking for a producer. Mm -hmm. So this is how I end up coming to Canada, visiting and getting a job there, here, and getting a work permit here. So this is how I ended up mm -hmm. here. Uh, Interesting. You, okay. Kind of closer, the closest to your time zone. Yeah, so, this is the closest we've ever been forever. Like, yeah. Besides when we saw each other when I was in New York, and yeah, uh, yeah. you were yeah, still he used to come and visit me in New York. I, I I lived in New England at the time. He used to come yeah. and visit me from time to time. Yeah. So that was yeah, that, yeah. so so that was like the first the first time. So this is like now, uh, 
So that's two years ago, April 2019. I moved here. Okay. So and uh, been here for two years now, and mm-hmm. now I'm starting to finally make. Starting to get familiar with like the more North American, the way the, way the, dem- North, the North dev- American games industry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, sweet. so so I think we're we're close to we're close to almost current with, with what, yeah. what you do. Like, what are you doing these days? I know you're you're more consulting more more yeah. these days. You're not so tied to one specific company. Mm-hmm. You know, I can tell you, man. I had no idea when I got that job at Candy Crush. Mm-hmm. No clue, zero idea. How yeah. many other companies? Would be like, hey, so you worked on Candy Crush? Mm, yeah, that yeah. opens many doors. Yeah, so we're making this match three game, mm-hmm. and I got, so what are you what are you doing right now? What are you working on? So, oh, yeah, if, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, you working on Candy Crush all of a sudden makes you the one eyed man in the Valley of the Blind, right? Like <laughs> everybody wants you at this point, right? I, I suspect as much. Am I wrong? Because like, you would like, think that is the whale, that is the the franchise, right? Well, you guys make all of that. Mm. How do you print the money? Do you have it in your yeah. backyard? Can we I used come to make jokes it? at EA that we had like midgets working in the basement printing money. You know? <laughs> for real, for real. That's great. <laughs> yeah, there's actually okay. Uh, if you go mm-hmm. like, in the elevator, you go to the. <laughs> you go down. You'll see the green midgets. Yeah, you there's know? a man with a, with a red hat. Yeah, give him, give him a high five. Uh, <laughs> hook you up, right? <laughs> there's a midget. Just ask for the master mission. Okay? So okay, so so, so since a lot that of- time you transitioned to to Canada and you've been here doing a lot of you've been in Canada doing a lot of consulting work, yeah. right? A lot of consulting. So stuff. yeah, and that brings us currently to basically where you are right now, doing a lot of consulting for various companies, right? Yeah. So the situation now mm-hmm. is that like I'm doing a bunch of consulting, but I'm also mm-hmm. talking to a bunch of game studios about really coming on. There's some really mm-hmm. interesting roles out there, and it mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It is all set up from that. Oh, you worked on this one game, mm-hmm. or yeah, oh yeah, you did something. Mm-hmm. Weren't you like, yeah, you did something with Fortnite? Even if you've been there for, you know how this works is like the way they see it's like it's better to have spent three months with Tom Brady than mm-hmm. you must know something about making champions. Yep, yep. You yeah. smell the same air he did, so you must know how he does. Yeah, you what must he know does. something. Yes, yes, yes. And, indeed. You know, yeah, and okay. And, uh, one thing is like on on Fortnite at the time it was already overtime overtime every day, mm-hmm. but still like this business is like you said it's very much like title driven you know and it's IP driven it's like oh this yeah. huge like, we that, see that is, like, uh, that is basically corporate corporate is always about the title the title usually doesn't mean much because many people can get that title in other ways but yeah. the fact that the title is yours and can't be taken away opens doors that that you would not have been able to open before yeah, no, it's man, the weirdest thing. Man, I could talk. I can send an email to like a CEO at a huge company and get a reply. Yeah, because you've had that title. Because you've you know, had that. Oh, you worked on that game. Right. So, that's right. That's and then right. we're like, okay. oh, let's chat. And then you're talk, t- talking to some guy who runs like some yeah. studio. So we're running. We're running an hour and ten. And I promised him thirty minutes, and we're already an hour and ten. It's <laughs> <laughs> always like that when we talk. So, yes, and it's always it's always great. We haven't even talked so, about gaming. The gaming. No. Game. No, no, no. We haven't even talked about gaming yet, but I, I want to transition to that real quick before we before we, before our time runs out. I usually, you know, no more than an hour thirty, two at max. So let's transition to the more insider perspective, okay? Because because there's been a lot of conversation. That, but before we do that, before we do that, real quick, there's oh, there's one thing. Oh, and and look look at the look at the dude on the screen right now. This this is his costume. There. <laughs> you saw his like tattooed butt. Yes. Needless to say, so I've always, I wanted to, I've always wanted to know something. 
of all the places you worked and all the, the, the various complications that came with them and all of that, where is the company or franchise that you like love the most? Like this is your baby, you, you, you know, uh, 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 no matter where you go, this will be one of them that you want written as part of your, you know, your proudest of. Yeah, I know this sounds like corny because it's just a, it's just like a game that has such a casual, but still, I know it's crazy. When mm -hmm. I went to Candy Crush Saga, it was the mm -hmm. first time I worked on something that if I was at an airport, like You'd literally see it on a wall airport, somewhere. Yeah, I was I was on a on a plane on a on a flight to Barcelona, sitting next to somebody. We had just made an update, and this person was playing what we just made, and you're like. That is such that's, when you want, that's when you want to wear a shirt that says, I am part of the Candy Crush well, Saga development team. And the funny thing was I had a bag with me that said King on it. So I was like, yeah, there you go. You know, yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed. I, you can talk to me. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> you know, that's right. That's right. That I've always cool. thought that. I've always thought that you you deserve a lot more like, you know, because there, there are a lot of names out there you, you on Twitter. If you're part of the gaming space, you hear a lot of them. They come back. I'm like, my man needs to get a little bit of respect because you got a lot under your belt and nobody even knows. Nobody even oh, yeah, speaks yeah. on it. It's, it's you need really to get out there, man. Fly under the radar. And so, you know, yeah. some people are just really good at that too. I think like mm. they work on, I don't know, uh, mm -hmm. Apex Legends or something. Yeah. They put that in their thing and then people are like, shit, you work on Apex Legends? And then they mm -hmm. kind of a, Yeah. A game, because like, I, and I've been, and, and we're transitioning this to more of the, the, the current perspectives and the insiders and all that. Like I, I and as as and I've said this to you offline. I'll say this to you online for for the five people that happen to be watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say this to you. Like uh, uh, I, I will say this to you, and 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 I really mean it. Folks like you, with all that experience you have, and all and what you've already done currently, and and all the experience you've gained. Now's the time to start that new thing, man. Now's oh. the time to to put that studio together because oh. there are some there are some big moneyed interests. Who just would love to throw money at you, specifically oh. you, people who look like you. If oh, you know let me say it. Like you. <laughs> at this point, lives matter. They're literally like, they have a wad of cash and they're like, who <laughs> can we throw this wad at so we look good? I'm just saying. <laughs> it is true. So actually, well, we uh, we talked about it before, and I know mm. that if, if I ever get beyond ideation phase, you know, you should definitely be involved. So mm. a, a good friend of mine, Ian, He's in Denmark. We used to work together at EA. We've been talking like the last maybe four weeks about what would it take to start a studio? Mm -hmm. So, but it's all, what kind of studio? What kind of games? How would our games stand out? So it's all- Theoretical at this point, high yeah. level. Okay. What, what kind of ideas? But it's interesting yeah. that you say that, that you say that thing about, because if, if you rewind like two, three years ago, what you mm -hmm. just said would have sounded insane. It didn't exist. It did not exist. They want yes. to give money to people that look mm -hmm. like me to look good. Mm -hmm. Why? Yes, yes. Now because it's finally, it's been made clear to everyone, even those who already knew it, but were kind of keeping it under under wraps, that this whole one sided view thing is a problem, and that folks need to make make an effort to take to, to take actions to counteract it. Now, whether they're doing it like really like full throated and, and caring. Or if they're just kind of trying to make, uh, like, you know, just adhere to a certain quota, doesn't matter because that will still benefit you greatly at this point. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People support it. Done. 
indeed you know <laughs> it's a you little know. weird that's a weird meeting <laughs> you know but still at the end of the day you know now is the time for for folks with experience who maybe have a different voice who maybe have different things to say than what we see in the gaming space usually you know what i'm saying like oh, put yeah. a team together i'm sure there are some deep pockets out there you know some green deep pockets if you know what i'm saying <laughs> who are who are ready to, to throw some Benjamins at you because clearly you have the experience to get the things done. You know, I, I hope that you, that you and your boy, the conversations lead to something. Cause I would love to see, you know, keep going, man, this transition, yeah. this, this, this is where this now is the time, my boy, now is the time. Yeah, now is the moment. Do, do you, do you really feel like that's actually a good point? Like now is the time. Do you think mm -hmm. now is the time of change and moving forward? People will want to invest. Or do you think like, no, this is a really great photo op. Now is the time. I think it's both. Personally, I think it's both. I think there are some who are genuinely trying to make changes. And I also think some who are just trying to adhere to a quota just to look a certain way. But that shouldn't matter whether they're trying to adhere to a quota or whether they're being serious about it, right? What they keep doing, and I've seen this happen uh, in, in many aspects of the gaming space. Like I've seen like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Journalists and things like that. They say, hey, we want to be put on. And then the, 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 the gatekeepers will go, sure, we want to put you on, but you have to also be capable. You have to also be able to get the job done. And while we keep saying we want to put you on, you guys aren't coming to us with capable people. Oh, yeah. It's an excuse, but sometimes it's a valid excuse. It is definitely an excuse, but it's a valid excuse. So where my fear lies is there right now, th those, those, those folks who have the deep pockets are right now going, hey, we would love to throw that at some people of color, people with different voices, this and that. If the folks of color... Because, you know, the, what do they call it? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Yeah. When the preparation isn't there and that, that window of opportunity passes oh, yeah. you by, then they get to say, well, we put it out there. We didn't get too many people to bite the nugget. So back to California, yeah. back to, you know, the yeah. same old, same old. You know what I mean? Now's the time, man. Those who, who have the preparation, which you clearly do, you know. Now is the time. Yeah. It needs to meet that opportunity. And I know they're out there. That's, that's, that's where I am with it. You know, I, I know that eventually you'll get it done, but I suspect that if you have it, it those who are ready to, to grab the bull by the horns today may get some opportunities that you've been looking for. You know, it's out there right now. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't think about that yet. Yeah. It's yeah, but out I, there I right think now. us as like kind of underrepresented people, mm -hmm. it's, it's mm -hmm. sometimes you just, that's like the status quo. We just don't even think about we just, like, oh, we just keep it moving. Yeah, it's it's built into the the situation. Just keep it moving. I, I hear you. Yeah, we're right. like, yeah, yeah, we'll just keep going. Mm -hmm. You know, but but I did yeah. I did really like seeing Phil Spencer like as one of the leaders in the industry say like one of the things that needs to change is we need more people. Mm. Like he just said it outright: black mm -hmm. leadership people in leadership in Microsoft mm -hmm. in gaming. Yeah, they've been doing pretty well on that. They really have been. Yeah. So yeah. um, I, I'm not saying they're like out there, like throw, throwing bucks at everybody, but they're out there at least talking the talk. I don't know if they're walking the walk, but from from everything we've heard so far, you know, there have been some interesting moving and shaking going on. I don't know if you've ever I think I, sh I shared that with you. Uh, um, uh, Ariel Knights, Never Yield. There's a game called Never oh, Yield yeah. by a game called Ariel Knights. Right. Yeah. Sim similar to yourself, indie developer. Basically went, screw it. I got tired of everyone. And he basically said it on, on the documentary. He got tired of everyone not giving him the chance he felt he deserved. So he just went out and made a chance for himself, built the game. Xbox helped fund it, like gave him, uh, uh, threw, it, uh, threw, him some, threw him the bag, <laughs> made it an exclusive for, for, for Xbox for a short amount of time. 
you know, and now it's everywhere. It's on it's it's on uh, uh, Switch. It's on PlayStation. It's everywhere. But he really like got got the funding and got going because they saw his his uh, his prototype right. yeah. and, and and you know they were really impressed with it and they started going. You know, I, I suspect That's more awesome. of that will be will be happening a lot more 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 these days. You know, I'm I'm hoping that folks like you get up in there and, and you know. Get the hand out for the bag before the bags start drying up. You know. That's <laughs> you know? yes, It may actually maybe there needs to be a little bit more, you know, urgency mm -hmm. on that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. But, but but it's it's the start. You know, they they're like PlayStation's also similarly, and and this is obviously our transition into more of the insider perspective here. PlayStation's also they're all gearing to the same direction. They may say something different. But they're all gearing towards that. Hey, we're gonna have our own developers. They're gonna make games for us. You know, we're gonna make sure we keep the wheels of content turning. You know, and because of that, those who want to be part of the wheels of content, now is your time. You know, even even PlayStation's buying some things up here and there. They're they're, they're they've been pretty active in in Holland. They bought Nixus. If you if oh, you recall, yeah. yeah, they just bought Nixus. Why do I have this impression that Xbox is way more serious about indie developers than PlayStation? <laughs> that's a funny funny question you asked because that 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 brings up something i actually wanted to discuss with you because that came out recently and you would probably have some interesting nuggets that most folks wouldn't so it looks like and this is all based off of like reputable reporting from people like jeff grubb and others in the in the community who we we trust right and and uh mr jason schreier came out with a report and all of that it yeah. looks like as xbox is getting very aggressive in its Hey, we want gaming for everyone. Obviously, again, we can always say that th that's strategic. They don't have to be from the heart, but at the end of the day, it still yeah. benefits the consumer. So, hey, you know, yeah. they're very much in today's day. They are very much in the hey, we're for the consumer. We're for everyone who wants to play. Get get in here. We'll we'll, we'll let everyone join. Anyone in something like that. And they're also being very full featured with the with the devs. Uh, right now, any Xbox can turn into a dev kit. You, you can just yeah. turn it into a dev kit yourself. You don't even need to buy a dev, dev kit. You know what I mean? My Xbox can be a dev kit today. I already have done that. You pay $20 for like five years and your Xbox is a dev kit. You can, you know, send games from your PC yeah. directly to the console, you know, stuff like that. All the while, because they've realized that that their competition is getting stiff, they're also recognizing where their bread is buttered and where they, meaning PlayStation, is that single player, triple A, you know, you know, bombastic experience, right? And it looks like while they're doing that, they're kind of transitioning away from indies. You know, they recently had a had a one of their their uh, indie showcases. Um, they show showed off a, an Xbox game, PlayStation did Deathloop, and then they also showed up a yeah. Oh, you, you may have missed that one. They showed off an Xbox. That's game. the day I was off Twitter. Great. <laughs> <laughs> and then they showed off a, a few a few indies. And I, for the record, I, I enjoyed most of the indies I saw there. I thought they looked really cool, really interesting. But it kind of goes in line with some reporting we've heard recently from Jason Schreier and the rest of them that not every dev gets the same amount of effort from PlayStation. They have to like you. You have to be special. If you don't fit within that PlayStation, hey, we 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 think you guys will work for us, you get shafted. You want you want you want to get your game promoted twenty k, you know things like that, <laughs> and that's what's yeah, yeah. If you want to get your game promoted, you need twenty thousand dollars before the, they'll put your your, your game sure on the store. It is true, yes. While while on the Xbox side, it's like if you are part of our our team and you and you've agreed to the ID at Xbox program, there's basically 
uh, a set schedule where every game gets rotated, right? Everyone, yeah, if you if you go to their storefront, you'll see it all, you know, yeah. It looks like on the PlayStation side, they only do that for the ones that they see as, hey, these will be beneficial for us. The rest don't get as much of that. Yeah, if you want to kind of get to the storefront, 20K. Now, imagine if you're an indie developer. <laughs> That's a bit much. You, you know, what you mean? know it's, it's, a lot of it is also cultural. You know, I've been to Japan mm -hmm. and met with some, um, I think it was like some public, yeah, one or two publishers there. Their mindset is, is, is just, they probably look at us that are, they're probably talking about us, oh, those North Americans and Europeans, their mindset. Weird mindset. That's right. Yeah. You know, where they're very, do you, don't you remember when we used to have like a PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 and then some Japanese racing game and the, the opening sequence would be almost like a perfect, like a, like a character that you're like, this is almost realistic. And this was on a yep. PlayStation 2. Yep. They were so far ahead of us yep. You yep. Know, with, with their art skills, like Final Fantasy mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Still they to this day, yeah. They yeah. have very different while views. while the the West is growing and you can see all the competition, it's all wonderful. Then a game like Black Myth Wukong drops, and you're just like, yeah, we're completely ridiculous. Yeah, we don't know what we, the hell is going we, on. The East knows what, what what's going on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. They, so the way they see content, I think, is very different from us. I think we see mm -hmm. it as, whoa, those are a bunch of cool games, and they should all be equally promoted. Mm -hmm. And I think they see it as we will be the judge of that. <laughs> it's our business. We think these guys deserve it, right? Yeah, we think you deserve it. They they mm -hmm. have way like this like honor and stuff like that. I'm not saying we're mm -hmm. not honorable people. Mm -hmm. but honor and respect is I, above I really all. When I was in Japan, how people treated me and treated each other, and I'm not they're not all perfect and they're not all bowing, you know, whatever. But there mm -hmm. is this undertone of it's a, like kind of a throwback thinking, like to oh, mm -hmm. dessert, yeah. You you know if you're really good you will be featured, and if you are in the and th that's why this idea of oh yeah like uh, Apple would never say oh if you pay twenty k you'd be featured, every mobile developer would be all over that. So they don't they don't work like that. It's 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 mm. very much based on what their editors think is really interesting and what yeah. could make sense from a business point of view. They have it uh, sounds like. From what you're saying, it sounds like they are right now in a transition between Eastern thinking and Western yeah. business. They're trying to figure out how can we make how can we make a best West Western business work with Eastern thinking while still being Eastern thinking. Yeah, it, uh, that's how where many, the yeah yeah. How many conversations have we've had about? Oh man, you can just go on the Xbox. You can just upload your old game that you used to play on mm -hmm. Xbox 360, and your scores are still there. And what Bro. do you make on a PlayStation? Bro, the latest the latest version of that. Have you heard of what's that game? Um, um, with a bunch of rats. Uh, Focus Home Interactive made it like C and C of rats. <laughs> uh, dang it! Oh man, I, I will. It'll of course I, I'll lose my mind until I figure it out. I'm now gonna pick. I'm now gonna load up Xbox uh, uh, Game Pass because it's on Game Pass, and I will pull I that game up it. and tell you <laughs> and tell you the name. Yeah. Needless to say, the game, great game. It came out of nowhere. Asobo made it. Like it captured people's imagination, took the, took the world by storm, the gaming world by storm, and people were just like, "Wow, we didn't know this game was good as it is." A Plague Tale Innocence. Have you heard of it? Oh yeah, yeah, I've heard of the title. Yeah, yeah. Plague Tale Innocence, really cool, interesting game. Oh, I should they check just, it out. Yeah. oh yeah, and it's, it's on it's on Xbox Game Pass. They just re released the 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 next gen version, which. You better have uh, better have unboxed your Xbox One X if you have a Series X. That's a whole different conversation. Exactly. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. The, 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 
the, the, the public does not know our backroom discourse. I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> Needless to say, <laughs> they just released the next-gen version. If you have it on Xbox and you had the Xbox One, you turn on the Series X, it, it is updated in the background. Boom, you're playing. You continue your save. I love this, it, just, this is- it just so happens to have ray tracing, and it's faster now, and it's blah, 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 blah. On, on PlayStation... Yeah, you got to go download the old PlayStation 5, ver- the, the 4 version, and then the 5 version, and, and then there's an upload. Yeah, ATL, thank you so much. Plague Tale, yeah. There's an upload, and then there's a download. Bruh, Bro. to this day, it's still a stupid, stupid problem. And every time you say it, right, every time you say that, somebody on there will go, oh, yeah, there goes an Xbox fan again. I'm like, come on, bruh, well, play yeah. PlayStation 2. I don't want to, for it to take me 20 minutes just to figure this shit out before I can play Avengers. Like, what's good? <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's, you know. So what is the excuse with the average play that you see online for the average, like, hardcore PlayStation? The support? average hardcore PlayStation fan is just like, they make great games, so I don't care about anything else. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, it's fine. Oh, they don't need, like, they don't need, uh, and by the way, every time any of these games get a PS5 version, you can't play it on anything but the internal storage thing that's 800 gigs which cannot be upgraded which cannot be replaced which you can't add anything to it because they still have not allowed for the new m.2 to be released and be used for it so you know there's just so much of this stuff going on but they've the one thing i will give them credit for playstation they are so good at their marketing so good at they 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 know how to throw red meat to their base if it were as it were you know what i mean so it's like no matter what's going on the people are happy. <laughs> Still, somehow they've they've managed to make it feel like if you want to experience pure gaming, PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what they. Although it is it is turning though. The the tide yeah, is slowly turning. Turn. Like in in the yeah. in the the discourse of the gaming uh, community, even people who you would think I would have never thought to hear this person or this outlet like be critical. There's some critical stuff happening here and there. Yeah, well, you know. You know, certain outlets are like completely pro PlayStation and sure, yeah. yeah. And, 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 and like recently, I, I just I just uh, put something out. The I, I tweeted something out. They go too far in one direction versus another. Like uh, what was it? What was it? Push Push Square. I think that's what it is. PushSquare.com. They're they're, they're one of the outlets. They're yeah. usually way PlayStation. Obviously, Push Square PlayStation outlet. Obviously, yeah. but when, when but when when they feel slighted. They go too far in the opposite direction. Like they're now saying, yeah. "Don't play Deathloop because as fun as it's going to be, you're not going to get Deathloop two on X- on PlayStation. So don't play one." That's a little too yeah, far. That's, that's, that's a few steps too far. That's a little step. But they're also the ones that go, "Come on, PlayStation. Why is it that my save doesn't just carry over?" Which I think is a very good question to ask, and more people should be asking that. And I know. think that Sony could have, you know, PlayStation Five was their chance to get up to date to this basic technology of cloud gaming. Like, the, the back the, the infrastructure, yeah, mm-hmm. but they don't. I don't think they have that setup. I think their internal structure and setup is very complex for us mm-hmm. as, as mm-hmm. Westerners, as consumers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, and, yeah. The and that it takes like so many different people to get on board to get something like that okayed. And then the question is like, but we've always done it in this one mm-hmm. way, and it, yep. does it work? Yeah, it works. Okay, let's go. It, this isn't this the company that took what five years to let you be able to change your your your, your uh, PlayStation uh, ID, and even oh, yeah, to this day, great. when you change them, they warn you that some older games still won't recognize it. Like, yeah, it's infrastructure, those things, man. Yeah, it's those things that you're like, huh? Yeah, but why? It, some strange, strange stuff. It's because they did not set up that underlining infrastructure. So every time something new happens. 
it discovers a new problem because the the the, the foundation wasn't set. Yeah, the right, you know? do, you, do you when, do you when think, mm-hmm. yeah, do you think that because Microsoft, you know, at its core is a personal computer business that they have that engineering knowledge where they're like, we're yep. not just going to do this. We should build it like this. So if in the future we want to upgrade it, we yep. can move. There it. you go. 100% my point. What you just said, 100%. They, at some point, they were playing PlayStation's game and they realized we won't win that PlayStation's yeah, game because their core competency is better than ours when it comes to this game that they're playing. So they went, okay, let's reevaluate. What do we do well, better than anyone else? Infrastructure, services. Hence, you see the transition. Now, all of a sudden, we are not Xbox anymore. We are Game Pass. Xbox yeah. becomes a way to get to Game Pass. Yeah, it's, it's not no longer Xbox. Xbox. It's not about Xbox. No. We're not talking about you Xbox. Can use your, you can use your phone. You can use browser. You can, Whatever you want to use to get to our platform, which is Game Pass. And when you get there, every other thing we set up, like as far back as like the 360 days when they transitioned to cloud saves, all that just kind of works together. You know, when they yeah. were building the cloud saves, they were not thinking, well, one day we're going to have a service that it's just yeah. when you build it right, it builds on top and builds on top and builds on top. Yeah. PlayStation has been so focused on getting its money because that's what they do. They get the money. Right. So they've never thought like, hey, maybe we should instead of uh, instead of expecting the devs to figure out their own transition plan, maybe we should we like carve you. a lane. Yeah. This is your cloud save lane. Every time you have a save, it goes here, developer. Doesn't matter what you want to do, put it in our lane so that anytime any any transition happens, it's this lane. You don't have to think about it. Yeah, Here's where the saves it. go. Yeah. You know, that's what Microsoft did way back when. Here's where your saves go. Doesn't matter what you here, right here, right? Yeah. We'll take PlayStation every- never did that. Yeah, yeah, the PlayStation never did that. So now I'm playing like Final Fantasy Remake, right? And even though they eventually PlayStation got on board and eventually they let cloud saves happen with PlayStation uh, Plus and all of that, right? They still have not made that a mandate for their developers. So Square has their own different save, upload, and download thing, right? So here I am, a guy who has a PS5. I'm playing Final Fantasy uh, for uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? In order for me to continue playing my game that was on the PS4 to PS5, I have to download the PS4 version, the latest version, Right. So now you I remember you complaining about this a while ago when you download a PS4 version of a game, it doesn't give you the latest and greatest. It gives yes. you the, the base and then you have to download all of the various updates on top of that one Ten. by one. Yeah. Yes. Ten updates. After what? that, right, the latest version of that update for Final Fantasy on PS4, that latest version gives you the upload capability of your save. So you have to wait for every like 45, 50 gigs to yeah. download and then you get to upload. And when you're finished uploading, okay, it's up at the, in the cloud. If you have five or six saves, screw it. You only get one. Once you're done, then you got to go download the PS5 version of the exact same game. Again, they download the base and then any additional patch since then. It's not cumulative. It's piece by piece. And the very last update of the PS5 version gives you the downloadability. So <laughs> wow. if you were there, yeah, you see what I'm, what I'm saying? And there are like, there are like graphs on the, on Twitter showing all of this. They're like Xbox, put it in play PlayStation. Step one, step two, step three, step four. Step like it's just ridiculous. But every time anybody complains about it, they go, oh yeah, that's just an Xbox stand. No, man. We just want the PlayStation to, yeah. be, to, to be better, you know? I don't think it's even about Xbox or PlayStation. We just want things easy. It's just inconvenient and ridiculous, you it's know? And 
And PlayStation is not only the one that gets the criticism. Xbox gets the criticism as, criticism as well. You know, as you have rightly pointed out, and even though I argue a bit, as you have rightly pointed out, how many months are we into this? And there's no single solitary console game that tells me that shows me yeah, I need all the features yeah, I need that scum. the Xbox has. Like, I'm a technical dude, as you know. So I know all of the ins and outs that that Xbox has. Now, recently, a week ago, they just, like, released another one. Um, Doom Eternal, the, the latest PS, the latest next-gen version of Doom Eternal. On the PlayStation side, they upgraded it as they would. It looks great. Ray tracing, all of that. On the Xbox side, they did upgrade it, but then they added uh, a VRS. Right, Vari variable rate shading, which uh, is—I'm not sure if you know—it's a—it's a process of like uh, very fine, uh, fine point resolution scaling based on where you are in the scene. So if it's a further away yeah. thing, it can drop it to a very low res, and it will take less hardware resources, yeah. so we can take that and put it elsewhere. So because of that, when you're running like on the Series S, Xbox Series S, the thing that's cheaper than the Switch OLED, when you're <laughs> when you're playing. Doom Eternal on the Series S, 120 frames per second, locked. Like, there's no blip, no flat, locked 120 frames per second at 1080p. When you're playing on the Series X, also highly locked because of all those features. Yeah. They refused. See, like, that's, that's where I will always be the first to criticize uh, Microsoft on. Just like Windows, you say you have the best operating system in the world, and then you give it to your partners to show the worst of it. And then you go, oh, why? If you really want people to, to, to believe you when you say the, the best console in the world, make sure that there's at least one piece of software that uses every feature yeah. that you have in it. Nice. So that even if your partners come out with uh, with uh, uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon, which I'm showing the video of it right now, I love this game. It was an exclusive that came to Xbox first. Now it's on everything. It's not the game you use to show your engine, uh, your, your, your hardware off. Because the Dragon Engine, which this is based off of, is notoriously horrible to optimize. Even on PC, you you can have the biggest monster beast of, in the world, and this game will run like dog shit because it's not yeah. that great, greatly optimized. It just is what it is. So this is not the game you would then rep rep have represent your hardware as the game. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's unfortunately what happened. You know, you know, it's not just one side that deserves criticism. There are many cri criticisms to be levied across multiple. Yeah. instances it's just it seems like right now playstation is very good at their marketing and because of that some of these yeah. things get obscured you know i know that you probably have a very insider perspective on it as far as you're the one being asked you and your team are being asked to actually produce this thing at the time on the budget you know while the outsider console people or the consumers are going why is this frame rate shorter than that frame rate why is this console platform worse than that platform you know cdpr Cyberpunk 2077, big example of that. You know, oh, a pox on all their best example. You know what I mean? Now we can we can transition to that real quick before before we end all of this. But uh, let us have a quick let's double back and have a quick conversation about why it is that you bought a Series X months ago and didn't take it out of its box. Is it is well, it out of its box now? Answer that first. Is it out of its box? It has moved locations. No, the no, no. But is it out of its box? <laughs> it is still in the box. Oh Lord! Come well, on, check it out. Man. Check it out. Check it out. First this man all, is playing next-gen games on the Xbox One S. You believe me? Yes, One S. And he has a Series X he bought, but he has not. He doesn't think it's justifiable to take it out of its box. Now he played 
Hive Busters on the One S, not the Series X, the One S. Please, it still looks pretty good. Of course it does, but it will blow your fucking mind if you play it on the Series X. I'm gonna tell you, you just uh, made you just made the big point for why I haven't released it yet. Okay. A few generations ago, it was kind of expected there would be this huge title connected to the launch. Mm-hmm. Whether it's like a, a, I'm talking at the level of Halo. You know, then we are all like we like the months before that launch, we were all like, just release it, please. You know, that feeling for me makes like a console launch. It's not just the tech, and you yeah, just but, make but that's that's the, that's the feeling of the old school. I hear you. Uh, what is it? Genesis with, uh, do what Nintendo don't. I'm, I hear you, bro. You need <laughs> a title that uh-huh. fully shows what this thing can do. You know what my worry is? I take it out. And I will think, great, I'm playing games I could play on any uh, on other consoles on here, and it's a little better, but I never get that first hit that, oh, yeah, this is it. This you can only get on Xbox once a year. You know? If you want, if you want the, oh, and by the way, this is the transition from the man being the developer to just the man being my friend who I can dog for being foolish at this point. If you don't know where we are, <laughs> yeah, we're that's where we are right now. If you want that huge transition, you're just not gonna get it, bro. The idea yeah. of trans- well, well, you know, I'll take that back. I'll take that back. I'll take that back. Well, Halo Infinite back. Because, comes out, I will have because it. no, no, you, you won't. I will, I will, and, and I love Xbox. I'll tell you, you won't. You won't. Why? Because when you, Mr. Designer, Mr. Mr. Game Dev, when they were making this game they had the lowest common denominator in mind, which is the Xbox One OG, not even your One S. They have the VCR thing that I have back there. They had that in mind, you know? So yes, you will, you will get a lot of increases. You, you'll, they'll, 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 they'll institute VRS. Uh, you have a, if you have a good OLED, you can use VRR, uh, variable rate, uh, uh, variable refresh rate, which will keep your frame rates real stable in case they dip. All these really cool, interesting features they will add, but until they cut the tie, and they've already started, until they cut the tie from that old gen hardware, they will start game development with that in mind, and that will always. And 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 when I say this word, it'll trigger the fanboys. I'm not trying to trigger the fanboys. It will hold it back. I don't mean hold it back like oh, it's holding the old gen is holding it back. No, if you if you walk in the door thinking oh it must run on xbox one og with the with the terrible uh, jaguar laptop cpus there's no way you can scale that to then have like a million people on the screen you know all living their lives in grand in in uh in uh, cyberpunk 2077 it's just not possible you know if they started that game with the thing in mind that oh we're going to start with the minimum common denominator being a zen 2 processor which is in both the series x s and ps5 then yeah, you could probably follow one of these yeah. uh, NPCs throughout their day and see them go to work, see them go home, see them kiss their kids, see them have you know all that stuff because all that AI needs somewhere to process. Yeah, any game at all that you see and go, yeah, this will also run on Xbox One or PS4. Don't expect magic because they can only go so far with it. You know what I'm saying? It has to also run on last gen hardware. You know, but. With all that said, even Hive Busters on your series on your Xbox One S, if you play that on the Series X, 
it will blow your friggin' mind. The the the, the loading times. Like, whoa. Oh, huge step up. Huge. I mean, you'll be surprised at how it runs on the one S because yeah. they're they're at the point now they they are experts. Like the coalition are the experts of Unreal more than e, than Epic. Yeah, because Epic has only yeah, Epic has only been been fine tuning it for Fortnite. They haven't been doing much else. It's the coalition from Gears that's been mm, and mm, and they've been really right. pushing it. They've been pushing it. There's more. Uh, there are more uh, Unreal developers at Microsoft than there are in almost any other any other house at this point. You know, yeah. uh, PlayStation invested in Epic. They don't use the Unreal Engine as much as Xbox does. Yeah. You know, yeah. So at some point. You will see that transition become massive, but right now you'll see it more in feeling and you'll see it in frame rates and stability, things like that. You know what I mean? They're starting to cut the cord because recently, like uh, my old Xbox One X, uh, you can actually have a, uh, you can, there's now a browser on the Xbox One X. They've always had the browser, but now it's literally the, the, the X32 browser from a PC that is literally on the Xbox now. Yeah. So you can actually use xbox.com forward slash play in the browser. And it lets you play games like, uh, uh, like uh, Flight Sim, which is not getting released on the on the OG console at all. Yeah. But through Xbox.com/slash/play, you can stream it to your screen, so they no longer have to develop thinking of that old gen anymore. They can just make the perfect game they want to with the new standard, and then just let the old the old hardware stream it, and not have to worry about that. So that seems to be their solution. And it looks like that will come to fruition maybe in the next two three years as all that cutting of the of the old gen it, it keeps going. I, I actually thought they would even like release a new uh, new app uh, for uh, the Xbox 360 because uh, Phil oh. Spencer said there was like a million users still to this day yeah. that turn on the Xbox 360 every day. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So can you imagine they can turn on they can like put the put the 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 browser on the 360. And out of nowhere, a million new users will be able to play and buy their games, even if they don't have the hardware. You know, they're 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 all transitioning to that, and I'm I'm pretty sure PlayStation is as well. It's just they can't be as honest about it because their consumers get mad every time they do something like that. You know? Yeah, and I and, and I guess that's the thing. We we're in a different generation now, trying to relive the old moments. It's not going to happen. I, I have hope for Halo Infinite, but you're. I even know, like, yeah, but of course, they also want Infinite to run pretty well on the older consoles, so they got a mm -hmm. limit. They can't go full force. I miss That's those right. days where the next generation is just better and it's out on that platform. But I understand that. Yeah. That's always been the yeah. way this works. You get you can get FIFA exactly. on, the two, on the on the whatever, mm -hmm. Eda, yeah. whatever they had, you know, just... Yeah, yeah. To, to me, those arguments are arguments from when we were kids, and it was like my console is better than yours. Ah. But I feel like at this point, some of us are are yeah. old enough to know the logistics and the and the context in between it. And even if that hardware can totally make the best out of it, it's not. It's not. It doesn't make mon monetary sense, right? Why? Why yeah, throw why away all the Xbox yeah, people? Yeah. You know. We you know. More should play, not less. You know, just for the purpose of squeaking all the hardware. You know, they have found a way of getting their cake and eating it too with that streaming stuff. We'll have to see. You know where where it goes. But okay, so this has been a really awesome conversation. I, I really appreciate you yeah, man, sitting down, it. chopping it up with me. You know, we've been wanting to do this for for quite some time. Um, we will definitely come back. I, I will. I will ask you. To please, you know, when my when my co-host comes back in in, uh, oh, in yeah, full man. effect, we're gonna have you come back. We want to one of these days just chop it up on the, on the issues of the day, you know. Uh, 
I, I we promise there will be no NDA breakage. <laughs> Tell us what you can. <laughs> that's all you. That's all we ask from you. You don't have to. You don't have to like say anything that'll get you in trouble. But again, we we I really do appreciate you coming on and and sharing some of your knowledge with with the uh, with the the community at large. So uh, before we go, let me let me ask you. You know what? Do you, if you if there's anything you want folks to look out for, anything you want to promote, where people can find you on the net, keep up with your with your ongoings. Please go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So my uh, my uh, I love Twitter. So uh, at Marshano Loon, it's right over there under my name. And um, yeah, man, I really enjoyed this podcast. Lo- love seeing you get jumping into to the podcast game with a professional microphone and everything. And professional. Maybe, yeah, I, yeah, I, I love. That. I really like. The <laughs> Thank you. Thank really you. Appreciate show. that, man. So and, thank uh, you, thank you. And yeah, so, yes, for mm-hmm. sure, we'll definitely keep pushing the concept of an own game studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and and for anyone who's interested in continuing that conversation, I would recommend join Clubhouse, join uh, Twitter Spaces. I hear a lot of de- devs who in positions of power having the same similar conversations. You know, jump in there, start talking to people. It opens doors you wouldn't think would open. You know, it's very interesting thing going on. It's yeah. still at the, at the cusp of it, but at least they're trying. They're talking about it, and they're yeah. you know they're they're turning the wheels. So hopefully, you know, it'll transition into something good. But we'll keep up with you and, and your ongoings. But until then, next week, hopefully, we will have the the, the man himself, Mister Everborn Saga, back in the, back in the fold. Cool. Uh, Mashano, I, uh, he actually left me a message for you. He has um, 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 I, I should give you access to. He's still developing uh, the Everborn Saga game. And oh, he has oh. access to it for you on the iPhone, so you can oh, play it and yeah, you know test it. And, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so I have it, and I'll, I'll send that to you. But until next week, we will be back. Hopefully, Everborn will be in this spot as well. We appreciate everyone that happened to, to to join us on this episode. You know, Big Bad Mo, always in here. We appreciate you, ATL. Thank you for joining. I see Mr. Everborn also made a, a bit of an appearance. Thank you, sir. You know, we expect you next week. You know, Erodimus, thank you so much. We will we will always be coming back. We'll always have these conversations, and we always appreciate you guys wanting to be a part of it. But until next week, it's good having fun. Peace Talk out. To you later.